Hello, Internet. Welcome, welcome. My name is Todd, and we're going to play some Dungeons & Dragons. This is SideQuest Live. Uh, we are on episode... I think we're on episode four? I want to say episode four. Um, so we've been playing this new campaign. This is... Uh, we're so far, we're calling it The Balance. However, uh, as with most things in this, in this game... Ah, I should do my vocal warm-ups. As with most things, I will um i will take suggestions from the audience live so if you're going to be joining us on youtube or on twitch uh wednesdays around nine o'clock so we're right on time right now um but uh you can always catch us live and make an influence in the game you can make suggestions we'll make it part of it so if you don't catch us live you can always catch us on playback uh on youtube or on vod on twitch but don't forget, we also have the audio podcast version. So shout out to those listening to us. Uh, I hope your workday or your commute or your tightrope walking. I don't know what people do when they're listening to podcasts. But um, whatever it is you're doing, I hope you, you are joining us from a safe and healthy and happy place. And if not, well, we're wishing all the best. All right. So we're going to dive in and play some Dungeons. Dungeons and Dragons. All right. Uh, we're going to first meet the table. Let's go round. Hey guys, welcome back to the feed. Yay! Yay! <laughs> okay, so we're gonna meet everybody. Uh, tell us who you are. Uh, you know, pin number, um, social insurance, uh, past. Wait, no. Uh, but you know, we're gonna meet your characters and the lovely people joining us again. And unfortunately, a couple people couldn't be here today. But we're working on some special guests as well. So another time. But right now. We are at the core group. You guys are hardcore. So let's go around. Take it away. You guys can fight. And we're, we're fighting over it, eh? Yeah. Can I be passive aggressive and just wait? <laughs> oh, just no. <laughs> Nothing like dead air. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll start. Yeah. Still here. I, again, I haven't left since last week. I've been sitting in this chair. Discord has been on for an entire uh, seven days straight. Uh, my ass is chapped. It's, you know. Ooh, bed sores. Bed sores. <laughs> bed sores. Chair sores. Yeah, this gaming chair is, you know, it looks cool, but no. Well, that's why you have yeah. the poop sock. Yeah, yeah. You know. That makes sense. You, you do what you got to do. You do what you got to do. It's, it's, you know, I'm committed. All right, <laughs> that is commitment. Holy! Uh, All right. So. Yeah. Pin number is two five four three seven one one zero one zero one one eight seven six five four six five six five one 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 one. Um, part of that is true, actually. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> That's okay. If anybody wants to brute force hack, it it'll take about the same length of time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and who are you going to be joining us as tonight as we play uh, the roles? Yeah, yeah, it's it's Dex Techford, man. He's here. He's ready to go. He's Dex. uh, I don't know what he's 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 drinking and partying. Bill, I've got Bill. you somewhere. Oh, the, all the screens are messed up. I'll just stay on this one. Um, yeah. so which uh, so what uh, class and character? What does he look? Yeah. What is he doing on a random Thursday, well, Wednesday? After after the party, you know he's the kind of guy that like he, he looks out for his, his looks out for his mates, uh, but he's also kind of a a klepto, 
which he's very, very good at, you know, being the world's largest cat burglar, the Goliath Rogue. So he he carried at least one of his team members all the way back to um, their rooms at uh, at the inn there. Yeah, through somebody so you, and you something won. somewhere. Yeah, you won the I think big we're contest. staying wherever we're staying. Yeah, where yeah. do you guys want to stay? Yeah. You could go back to Well, um, I'm talking Tien's like the place. day after the day after, right? Because I've been here for seven days. I haven't left. Oh, I'm... fair enough. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> Both in character and out. Yeah, so, so you know, the next morning at that party, after we had won, our characters had won the uh, tournament there and got the glowing orb of who knows what. But we, um... You weren't actually supposed to keep that. You, you no. did get the prize, uh, but now... No, we didn't keep it. Well, we, we, we'll see. Well, I didn't keep it. I, I kept some other things. <laughs> yeah. And some of your teeth. You did keep some of your teeth. He kept some of his teeth, and he's been pickpocketing anyone, you know, he possibly can. Stealing things off the walls. All right, I'm just curious to see yeah. how well that goes. So it's going to be the first roll of yeah. the night. Uh, let's see. Yeah, yeah. Slide a hand check. Okay, well, you can do a sleight of hand check right away. Why not? Why not? Let's do it. Part of the character description. <laughs> Part of the character description is a, ooh, natural 19 plus 7. 26. Oh, damn. Slightly handling things. You've got, you've got, well, what is it, the weirdest thing that you, like, you've got some gold and copper well, and silver, but what's the weird thing that you've got? Oh, definitely. There was a there was a, a a fish mounted on the wall that he has stuffed into something somewhere. It is That's in your coming. cod piece. Literally, it's yeah. a cod as a cod piece. Yeah, it's a world record cod cod piece. It's a cod cod piece on a galah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And then uh, <laughs> you know, a, a couple of small coin purses, obviously, because he can't not. If it's hanging oh. out there, I mean, you know. If your How coin purse not? is hanging out there, you're gonna get it, just yeah. pinched. Yeah, yeah. If if there's any way he could get a painting, he would steal a painting. I don't know if that. I mean, I'll leave that one up to you. But if uh, if he could, he would try at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, you know what? With a natural nineteen, you have a painting. Um, you you were like, who needs the the frame? You just break yeah. the frame. No, no, you roll it up and you. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, this Down one's here. like a cape. Cape under his cape. Yeah. You got it. So, um, yeah, you've got that keeping you nice and warm. And it's been a few days. Uh, I do want you to roll a constitution saving throw for me. Constitution saving throw. Let's yeah. see if the How's... cod piece uh, comes to his nose. Uh, that comes out of the 17 plus 2. 19. 19. All right. All right. So you are just fine, sir. Your kidneys and your liver are doing all that they need to do, and you are fine. You are suffering no ill effects from either getting beat to or during the competition or from the partying afterwards. So life is good. God, I miss being younger. <laughs> <laughs> He's not, though. See, he is... um. 60-something years old, right? Damn. His liver is twice the size of a normal Goliath liver. I mean, this is part of what's going on you know, here. It's bad when the liver swells, a, man. You, so, did you know that? Practice. What's that? <laughs> it's a bad thing when the liver swells. <laughs> yeah, That's... well, you know. 
It's all right. You, you gotta, yeah. You gotta <laughs> right, challenge so yourself. Absolutely. Okay, so that is what Gek, uh, Gex has been up to. So thank you very much. Now we're gonna jump back over to uh, Tillman, played by none other than the Green Clad, the Carl. How's it going, guys? Carl here. Glad to see everyone uh, back on this fine Wednesday evening. Um, unlike Steve, I have not been in my chair for seven days. Thank Just God. Freshly minted. Freshly minted. Um, I will be continuing uh, to play Dave Tillman. He's a Twilight cleric with an angry, an angry secret. I fall on. Got a uh, temper. Every once in a while, a blood vessel goes in his eye, and nobody really knows why. <laughs> well, you know, decided to hang out a little bit with uh, with Gex there, and uh, uh, you know, he's a, he's a fairing guy. He's a fairing guy, so shared his rooms with Hilda, and uh, apparently she couldn't take it. Oh boy! Um, so. You know he's been spending the past uh, the past two days on a fucking munchy bend, and just chatting up the locals and you know just seeing what's up. Nice. Um, just for fun, later on we're gonna do a cut to, as t uh, and we're gonna do a little side game called <laughs> Hilda's Bad Trip. <laughs> and we're gonna see if we get and magic of editing. Insert that. Right now. <laughs> and that is Tillman, my friends. Nice. That's what he's been up to post-gauntlet. Very cool. All right, thank you. And let's keep going around the circle. Oh, hold on, Tillman. I am going to need a constitution saving throw from you. All right. Let's do this. Oh. Yep. That's not, not the, the button. That is not the button that I want to hold him. Okay. Ooh. That's that's surprisingly low for you. Okay. It is. You it must is. have grown a bit of a bad batch, my friend. So it wasn't just Hilda. Um, something mixed, and it was... Oof. Ooh. Let's just say we need a random effect for you. So um, let's just say... Can you roll... Uh, let's let's roll a d6. Let's roll a d6 and just see. Ooh, a five. Okay, so within five <laughs> feet radius of you, there is a very strong, pungent smell. And you lost a little time at one point, and you you're, keep a clean, tidy shell most of the time, but something weird... Well, not... I mean, besides all the stuff you grow on it, but... Uh, cod, the isn't it? Fucking cod. <laughs> he, the cod hadn't been it, he needed to, somewhere to put the innards and it's um <laughs> he just tucked it in the back like if you were to hoodie somebody just throw something <laughs> in a hoodie but it's in your shell in a spot you can't reach oh um, man this is so so you have a very distinctive odor for a five foot radius <laughs> all right now Without further ado, we're going to jump over and meet our last player for the night. It is Gordon. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Gordon playing Rook, 
who um, is actually using his time from winning the event to actually do what he wants to do. Um, the gauntlet was really more of a means to an end. I think where we last left off, he was caught by a surprise. He was speaking to his buddy Angel and others, and then he realized that Tillman could also see him. That's right. Your and yeah apparition apparitions, I guess we'll call them. Um, and suddenly, My in the midst of his crazy trip, just tripping, um, Tillman saw. Yeah. You. So uh, he's we'll taking cut... note of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you also happen to cut over in that sequence after we had that beautiful scene. Check it out, last game if you haven't seen it. Um, but after that, you're just like, can anyone see them? And you turn over to Hilda, and she's like, <laughs> and she starts hissing at Tien, and uh, the barkeep just takes her and just steers her off. Trying to get her to go upstairs. It's okay. I, I'm good. I'm good. And then the next thing she remembers is dangling uh, from a flagpole 70 feet in the air. Um, but we'll do that later. That's now canon, though. I don't know how we're going to figure that wow. out. What do I do this to myself? So, I mean, he, he is a little bit put off, but also in some ways happy that, like, He's not gone crazy. And he also realizes that Tillman is about to go on a bender. So lets him do his thing. He's not... Like, Rook isn't going to drink that much. He's going to have a spare social drinking. He really actually wants to meet and greet potential recruiters. People that... For jobs. Um, he knows that, while it could be a coincidence, Lord Greg Turnbull could be related to the Pierre Turnbull that Harnessa mentioned, mm. who had uh, hired the, the Black Sparrows to try to find uh, the artifacts. So he's interested in kind of, without being too um, nosy, seeing if, if, if the name drops. And he wants to socialize with potential people that want to, who've seen the gauntlet, seen how we want, want to hire us for, for gigs. And he's actually also interested in potentially meeting some of the other competitors, the ones that are not upset, <laughs> just to get a better understanding of who they are, where they're from. He's really just kind of trying to make himself known and build out a bit of a network, which is what his whole aim was Absolutely. to begin with, with the gauntlet. So where so everyone I'm... else is going on a bender, he's actually on a mission. Nice. All right, I'm going to ask you to do a... Let's do a charisma... Hmm, something charisma-based. Let's go persuasion check. Persuasion check. See how well you okay. network. Roll for friendships. Oh! Wow. Damn. Damn. I can't see it because it's green screened out on here for some reason. I gotta fix that. But that is oh, a no, natural that was twenty. Natural twenty. Natural twenty. Nice yeah. job, sir. I gotta Got fix that life. apparently. Damn. All right. So, um, you end up taking stock of the whole situation. You get business cards. People are like paying for your drinks, and you're like, ah, and you're passing them over to people who happily take them. Um, uh, Hilda 
mostly, uh, ends up taking a, the lion's share of those. And you begin a network of names. So you, you run into a whole bunch of people that you're like clocking that this could be really useful. This could be very good. Um, and so basically you make, um, you make a, you actually have, I'm gonna say advantage on your next social uh, encounters with, with all of these individuals based on your first impressions and, and the way you network. Uh, and you really get out that impression that you are you are available for hire, you're the big name in the city, and you really leverage that win to your maximum. In particular, you get a, a series of pretty good, pretty good leads uh, for some jobs coming up, and I'm gonna say you get the whole list. So, um, there are four individuals in particular who are looking for immediate, um, Oh, that's the wrong button. <laughs> Laughter. Um, they're, looking, <laughs> they're looking for some uh, some worthy mercenary folk who might be able to handle themselves. And so uh, you get the name Zim. You get the name Brill. You get the name... Sorry, Brill or, Brill or Brill? Brill. So it's B-R-Y-L. Okay. You get introduced by Turnbull because he's... Ah, come on, let's go, come on, I'll introduce you around. <laughs> and uh, so he, he does the rounds, and uh, he introduces you to all kinds of useful individuals. And um, so he, that's how you met all of, most of these people. A couple of them introduce themselves as well. Um, there is a, you know one of them by reputation. He's not part of the Sparrows, but he is known to um, walk in the circles of thieves. Uh, uh, and shadier folk. Uh, somebody by the name of Rital, and it's spelled R-E-E-T-Y-L. Apparently I was on a Y kick. I also. Zim, Brill, and Rital. And then at the very last um, minute, um, Turnbull's like, Oh, hey, you, you've you got to meet him. Let's go. Colrin, Colrin, come on, come on. Come on in, I'll buy you a drink. I'm just kidding, he doesn't drink. But you know, come on in. Yes. Young man, this is Calrun. He's got a stick of his ass that's at least as long as a spear I have. However, he's a good sport. And this is uh, uh, an elven gentleman dressed in kind of holy person robes. Um, very, very regal seeming, although it doesn't seem um, super wealthy per se, but you know, Definitely upper crust, and at the moment when you you actually met him at different places, um, uh, Turnbull took you around a few different pubs. So you met him uh, in one of the underground, uh, not too far from where you fought, actually, in one of those uh, kind of more stately kind of off rooms of, of this underground pub of Turnbull's. Uh, and internet, I'm gonna need a name for that if you get the chance. Um, but uh, Calrin definitely has an air of being a bit more noble than the, the other people that you happen to run into. And Brill is a, uh, he's a dwarf, and he's got, um, but he's dressed very fine, but on, you quickly work out that that's mostly a facade. He's, he wants to walk in those circles, but he's actually a little bit like, mm. um, and that's Brill. All right, so those are your most promising leads, plus Turnbull himself. And 
I'm going to say that the moment comes up when you get to ask. You feel like the moment is right. You could ask Turnbull about this coincidental name. Let's cut to that. Go for it. What do you want to say? Okay. So I guess it's kind of towards the end of the night and, you know, we're, we're chatting up people, you know, I'm speaking with him and, um, and I'll just kind of mention how, you know, I'm just wondering like, you know, Turnbull, that name sounds familiar. <laughs> Do you, are you related to like a guy named Pierre? I'm going to say that as part of your constant of your charisma check, you you're also reading people. And in that moment, he gets there's a moment of he's been very jovial most of the time. I mean, you guys made him a fair chunk of change. But in that moment, he kind of does a little. Yes, yes. Um. Well, every family has its black sheep, you know. <laughs> you don't think I... And a gentleman like myself, esteemed by nobles, but running. Let the best show in town. The greatest theater. The theater of life and death. But Pierre was... Well, let's just say... He uh, got himself in a bit of trouble. <laughs> and um, ended up leaving here for some time. <laughs> He's returned now. Apparently it's all cleared up. I had to... <laughs> what are brothers for? Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Didn't know the guy, but I, I, I think I knew some people who do some people who, you know, did a job or two. That's all I know. Oh, yeah. You, if you know people who know Pierre... You, you are as one to watch out for, possibly. <laughs> well, I, I, I like to have friends in high places, and sometimes I have friends in low places. <laughs> you should, uh, you should write that down. Oh, shit. Well... If you're looking for Pierre, I could arrange things, but he hasn't been around for a little while. And uh, I don't want to put you off, right, when it comes to, like, getting into family stuff. If if there is, um, I mean, the only thing I can think of is um, I knew some people who were doing some, you know, going down in the, in the beneath the city <laughs> looking for buried treasure. Oh. And I will admit, I did one job or two myself, um, and that's how I knew the people that ran into him. Hmm. Yes, well, Pierre has been known to bite off more than he can chew. Well, I, at my heart, am an entertainer, but he, he had ambitions. Ah, uh, well, if I hear from him, Maybe I'll put in a good word. Last I heard, he was heading inland. Some kind of business. Anyway, congratulations, young man. If you need me, I will be over there. And he points over to, like, 
a cadre of various people who kind of, um, you know, a bunch of people, and he kind of waves, and they, they laugh, and he quickly kind of leaves your side for a little while. Is there anything yep. in particular else that you're looking for from him? Nothing in particular from him. Um, I just kind of wanted to make understand the connection with Pierre, and it seems not a strong connection anymore, or at least he's kind of waving it off. Um, um, you know what? He's... Do an insight check for me. We'll see. Yeah? Okay. Uh, insight. Uh... Eighteen. Eighteen. He, he definitely knows more than he's letting on. Uh-oh. But... Interwebs. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Are we interweaving? No, it was yeah. only for a moment. Okay. So, um, he does... He does seem to know more than he's letting on. But he's also... Yeah. It's a little bit tender. He, he kind of deftly steered away from that and around it. Yeah. All right. All right, so the evening passes, or the several evenings pass. You wake up with your codfish stuffed down your pants. You know, like you do. And um, and the day is yours. You find yourselves back uh, where it all started. You're back in the inn where Tien has offered you um, some stays. Although, um, she kind of comes... Actually, it's one of the serving boys. Uh, the the guy who was in the kitchen comes up, and you kind of come to uh, looking at, uh, as as he comes in the rooms. Oh, um, sorry. Uh, I thought the room was empty. Uh, do you do you need anything? And that's to Rook. Oh, um. So I'm probably just. Uh... You're, sitting you're, in, sitting in a corner. Yeah, you're like right. Oh, right. You weren't sleeping my... in the bed. Nope. <laughs> so that's why he got right in the room and then noticed you, and you just scared the just just <gasps> like full jump scare. Um, and I'll just say no, I'm good. Just uh, just uh, was uh, chilling out. Oh, all right. Um, Ten was looking for you. Thank you. Um, goodbye. Okay. The, the wayfish little little guy. He's probably like 15, 14. Uh, goes running out of the room. Uh, meanwhile, the rest of you are waking up in your respective rooms. Um, Gex just sprawled out on the on the big double bed there. Um, and uh, Tillman, uh, w- you're in a bit of a, a state. Um, I'm going to get you to do a, a dexterity saving throw, please. Hmm. I got the same as my last saving throw, except this one's negative one. All right. So, um, <laughs> that's all right. Well, you find yourself awake, and it takes you do, you're not stuck or anything, but it takes you an extra long time to get out of the bed because for some reason you got wedged in such a way um, that. Like your shell kind of got wedged between the frame and the wall, and you're just like, <laughs> kind of do the turtle stuck on your back thing for a little bit, and then um, uh, after a while, it's really tough for you to get out, and I'm you just like 
brace both, you're just tired of it, you brace both feet on, well, what do you want to do to get out of there? You appear to be mildly stuck. I rock back and forth until I'm free. Sure, go ahead and do a strength check for me. Or athletics, if you have it. I do. Really? Really? Ah, Jesus. You are Nine. good and wedged, my friend. Now, I don't know if you want to be humbled and do that, or if you want to try again, or... I'm going to try what? again. I'm going to let... If you want... Um... You could try to just, I could, you could try a little harder. I'd you, try a little harder. Are you, are you feeling frustrated? Not yet. Okay. So the DC is going higher as you're trapped by a, oh, come on. We've all been there on a Monday. There all right. Go. You managed it. You're just like, and you feel this bubbling uh, frustration but then you tamp it down and you brace both did feet need, expertly and did some of the inners fall out <laughs> yeah you're just like yeah some of the you leave a little trail behind you on the bed you're like oh look here uh, some of the fish innards just leave and you flip back over and land on you and you know, you're good all right uh the day is now yours you are all in this uh the inn and uh, it's the, what was it again? The the wild buck. The end of the wild buck. And the day is yours. What do you want to do? I think the first thing I'm going to do is, I guess, go to Tien. She wanted to speak with me. Yeah. After a little while, you um, <clears throat> it takes you a little bit to get ready. And then you head on down and talk to Tien. She's a half-elf, um, middle-aged woman. Uh, kind of getting a little bit on, but not too bad. A um, little frazzled. Her hair kind of strawberry, uh, kind of brown and, and graying in places uh tied back in a loose bun and she's running around very very busy this morning the the whole inn seems to be pretty busy uh, certainly more busy than you've seen it before uh so there's quite a few people sitting at various tables uh notably there are um a handful of people that you actually um you recognize them almost right away as uh as some of the people that you um been chatting with before the bar and has regulars yeah bar has the regulars she sees you walk in and gives you a pause and she then goes and takes a um hold on i'm just gonna hide that one is garrick um, there garrick is not actually uh well do you want him to be no i'm just asking oh well you come stumbling down the stairs just kind of holding your head and um, that Tillman does, and uh, and you um, you kind of look for him out there, and there's no sign of him. Rooks down, uh, finally gets a word in with Tien, and she's like, "Oh, I don't have my voice. Hold on, I gotta get the thing, and I get the thing, gotta get. I'm out of practice here. Here we go. Um, ah, yeah, uh, welcome back <laughs> to Land of Living. Apparently, you're quite the hero." A couple people were asking after you. Oh? Who's asking about us? Boy, I gotta get yeah, the hotkey going. Uh... Sorry, go ahead, Steve. 
Call me flattered and nervous. <laughs> um, so Tien kind of nods down towards the, the bottom uh, booths that you can see down there. And uh, three of the... Well, actually, at first it looks like two of them are occupied. But you're a pretty keen study when it comes to... Um, when it comes to noticing uh, people who are instinctively don't really like being noticed. And so you actually do clock that there was uh, a th person in the far booth as well. And uh, you recognize at a glance uh, Zim, who's um, a human, uh, pretty much almost fully bald on top and um, uh, kind of wearing dark leathers. Uh, he seems to be most uh, weathered of the bunch that you met. Uh, and then you also see uh, Brill sitting there having his breakfast pint uh, and he's sitting there with a scroll kind of absentmindedly reading it. But you you do clock that there is a dagger on his hip and, and in ready reach uh, and a sack of a few tools and other things next to him. Uh, and then in the far corner, you do spot Rital, who was... Uh, um, he is the most nondescript of them by just plain old practice and uh at first you don't really notice him much and that then you just see that he's taking everything in you lock eyes with him for a few seconds as well is he a human uh yeah he's a human um just wearing dark clothes kind of very i'm a thief but i don't really want to be noticed and they're all sitting in separate booths yeah they together no, they're okay. all in separate booths, um, kind of occupying it up. Uh, it actually looks like Zim is probably, like, he looks about the same as Gex. Uh, uh, not, not Gex, as Tillman, as Tillman comes <laughs> checking out the place. And Gex, are you still in your room or are you coming down and joining? Oh, he'd be down for sure. All right, go ahead and move so, yourself down wherever you want to be. And, which uh, one has the fresh scroll? The, the scroll? Uh, wait, which one? Oh, the scroll? Well, yeah, that was Brill, the the dwarf. Can you point him out on the... Uh... Uh, he is... Yeah, sure. He's this one. He's well-dressed, though. Like, really, really... He's got a, a very nicely cropped beard that kind of tufts out. It's short, though. He hasn't grown it long. He... Um, Kind of wearing a, a little frilly cravat, uh, like a you know the puffed lace thing, and a, and a nice fancy frill coat. But he he also like has a bit of grime about him, uh, and his hands are much weathered and and encrusted with old dirt that just won't quite wash out. Hey man, is that is that the Daily Scroll? Is that where do you get it? I. Got it from outside. There's a crier going through. You won't? I'm almost finished. Yeah, man. That'd be nice. Thank you. Pull up the chair. Have yourself a uh, right. breakfast beer. What can I, I get last... you, man? I saw you last night at the party. Ah, oh, oh. yeah. That was a party, oh. man. You can join my booth. That's fine. Grab a seat. He motions across. Oh, well, he did offer to seat since last night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you started sitting in the booth across, and he, he seeing this. I'm just gonna do. I'm just gonna do a hand sign to Gex, and just basically saying, potential contacts. Maybe we speak one each. 
That's right. Okay. Split the party. <laughs> point, point me in the direction. I will go to there. Huh. <laughs> okay. Oh. Um, I guess uh, so. It's Zim, Brill, and Riedel, right? So maybe I'll speak with uh, Zim, sure. and I'll point uh, Gex towards Riedel. Absolutely. So um, you take kind of whatever's offered from Tien. She's got some some morning gruel if you want it. Um, otherwise, breakfast beers it is. Hey, both, you know. Not gonna eat. Okay. I Just mean, gonna... beer has been uh, fermented, you know, so the alcohol it's gonna kill off any waterborne bacteria. So, oh, the sickest <laughs> thing to drink. I mean, there's a reason the Egyptians used to pass that around. Um, so absolutely. So you go kind of take stock and then and head to your respective booths and make and make contact. So Gex, we'll deal with you first as you go walking across. You clock Riedel, uh, and uh, he kind of even before you get too close, he does the little motion of greeting, come talk, but in thieves can't. He's not being subtle about it. <clears throat> Ah, morning. Didn't I see you where I saw you when I saw you there? Yes. Yes. Nice, uh, nice fight last night. Or, a couple nights ago. Yeah. Well, you, you know, it all blurs together for me sometimes, too. I get it. I get it. You were, yeah. uh, what are you, doing? you yeah. took quite the hit. Well, you know, gotta stay in shape, right? Well, uh, you're still in good shape? Well, all my parts are still here, so I can't complain, I suppose. Yeah, Yeah. nothing a good night's sleep won't fix. Yeah. What brings you uh, down to the old wild buck? Well, since you're of the trade, (laughs) I, let's just say I'm looking for somebody. Not you. No offense. No one's ever looking for me. I keep it that way. <laughs> was good. You can handle yourself. Who are you looking for? Oh. Looking for my niece. Okay. What's her name? Give me a description. Maybe uh, we ran into each other recently. I've uh, kind of been about town the last few weeks. Uh, Teresa is her name. She, uh, yeah, she's in the trade. Gets herself a little bit in over her, over her head sometimes. So I just like to look out for her. My sister crawls up my ass. I don't have any siblings, so you know I wouldn't know. But you know, I know. Uh, somebody's gonna be crawling um, up your ass. It's the way of the would, world. Would um, would he know her? Would I, yeah? Can I roll to see if I've seen her? Sure, go ahead and do a history check. History check with the dice. Fifteen. Yeah. How about this? You you get a description. Um, pretty nondescript. Human, um, blonde, you know, of just kind of late teens, early twenties. And then I will let you decide. Uh, if you know her or not. With a 15, you could... 
What was her name again? <laughs> Therese. Therese. I'm going to spell it the weirdest way possible. Um, yeah, it kind of rings a bell. I think I might have seen her at a party <laughs> uh, on the shore six, seven days ago. Uh, there were some young kids there wearing weird colored clothing. They were playing around with these like torches on the end of strings, swinging them around at night, doing some kind of odd gyrating dancey stuff while some random other dudes were sitting in the corner playing drums and some guys were doing this weird singing from like in the chest. And then someone else had a flute. There was another guy with like a six string lute. And then, you know, there was a few people just uh, just seemed to be passed out, but somehow smiling the entire time. She's blonde, right? Yeah. Uh, just past her teens. There's yeah, a bunch yeah, of kids yeah. like her, but she kind of stood out because she had uh, she had she had some feathers in her hair, right? And yeah, yeah, that's uh, her. Yeah, long black skirt with a six days ago, huh? That trail's yeah. pretty cold, but uh, I appreciate the heads up. Yeah, I will tell to... you though that that those kids did invite me to a party, uh, which that was six days ago. All the yeah. nights from now. Supposedly, Perfect. kind of on the other end of the harbor. Uh, you seem yeah. to have his attention oh. now. It's like really, really okay. All right. Well, yeah. Then at least... I don't know. Now at least I, I can tell uh, Sarah to yeah, stop yeah. bothering me. Well, yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I don't have any siblings, but I do have my own kids. So right so, about uh, at that particular moment, um, kind of a <laughs> a slightly more upper, like upper, not upper echelon, but slightly more wealthy gentleman comes in, uh, and you both just watch as the coin purse walks by, <laughs> and you're distra distracted. Um, you actually have seen this guy before. His name is Kalron. He was the one who posted the announcement. Uh, but this time he comes in without guards and he kind of starts walking over and going to talk to Tien. Uh, but you see, you see Retel um, just kind of look at him and like, kind of whistles through his teeth and goes, hmm. Yeah, I might be busy, Ome. Hey, could you do me a favor? If you, um, you see, Therese, you tell her to contact her uncle, like, ASAP. I can make it worth your while. It saves me running all around town. Oh, well, you know, if I see her, let's, uh, uh, yeah, if I see her. Tell where can I find you? I, you can put in word with Tian. She knows how to reach me. Old friend. Fair enough. Fair enough. But, um, you know, if you track her down, they're we could give you 25 gold or something. Uh, she, uh, she ran away. Her, her parents local. Does she live with you? Where'd she run oh, away? Yeah. Why are you looking her, for her? Yeah, she's just got her mom. And, uh, yeah, she's always getting in trouble. So sister asked me to look out for her. So I do. And make sure she gets in the right kind of trouble. Mm, does she's she make her jobs. own way? Yeah, she can hold her own a little bit, but, you know. Still okay. got to look out. Anyway, I'm going to go uh, relieve that pompous looking of his uh, over overabundance of coin. 
I will enjoy watching you do that. All right, so he goes off and uh, just kind of lines up his shot, as it were, and you just see him. And um, <laughs> he goes to pickpocket, and uh, and <laughs> as he bumps into him, doing the whole shoulder chuck thing as he's going past, uh, and the the guy turns at the last second and just grabs the guy's wrist and is like, you do not want to do that. Hey, hey, no. And he, he basically just kind of bum rushes him out the door, out the front, and you all just watch the show. And, and apparently Calrun, um, sorry, I didn't say Calrun. Um, Riedel. Riedel does, uh, he makes him, he whips, whips his hand out and just makes himself scarce out the, out the door. <laughs> it was good morning entertainment. All right, meanwhile, over at the other table, Rook, you've made your way over to, to sit down with Zim, uh, and he gives you a nod and motions you over. Very, you know, standard greeting type. Um, and what do you want to say to him? I'm just going to say, hey, you know, good morning. I think uh, you might have mentioned to Tien that you wanted to speak with me. We met, right, a couple nights ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been uh, looking for people. Maybe people like you. You, uh, you, you managed to hold your own in there, so, uh, I'm looking for some crew, truth be told. What, uh, what kind of crew are you looking for? What kind of job? I'm a captain. Um, need, a, a put together a crew to head out to the Isles. You know, if you don't get seasick could offer you something cut of the loot cut of the cargo whatever comes first i mean that's interesting i'll be honest i've never been part of a crew on a ship before uh don't think i'd get seasick though but uh that's intriguing well you guys looking for what tre treasure or something or or delivering something well we're delivering something we're heading out to the spines Okay, when are you guys going? We should be leaving by week's end, depending on the tides. And uh, is this like an offer for me, or is this like an offer for me and my uh, strange acquaintances? Haha. <laughs> well, you just do me a favor and say hey to Tillman for me, and, you know, offer goes for everybody if you want. Okay, yeah, I'll speak to Tillman, see if he wants to get back on the waves. Tell him and, Zim uh, sent him. Mutual acquaintance pointed him out. Okay. Okay. Will do. All right. Well. So the time passes. Um, you guys get a chance to compare notes, and you kind of find your own way to your own table for a bit. And yeah. Uh, um, yeah. So you've had you've heard a couple of things. Um, you've gathered that. Uh, you know, Brill. Oh, actually, sorry, we, we didn't finish with Brill. So Tillman. back to Gex. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, Tillman, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So Tillman's hanging out with Brill and uh, cuts back to that, and he's like, "All right, so you got you got skills, I hear." Yeah, goodbye, man. I get by. I can uh, handle myself. 
I, uh... My, uh, you're looking I'm for looking something, for man? people who might need to be able to handle themselves a little bit. Could that be you? Maybe Tell some me of your more, mates? Man. Tell me more, what's... What's bugging you, my friend? What's bugging you? <laughs> well... Hard to find good people these days, and people that used to work for me. Like this skedaddle took off with a... You know, whatever. But... It's beside the point. I need somebody to get something for me. Ah. Could be a little bit dangerous, but I saw you... I saw that you could handle yourself. Yeah, what kind of danger were you looking at, man? <laughs> well, nothing as much as a gauntlet, I'll tell you. Well, mostly uh, just yeah. crawling through the dark. You're not mm. afraid of the dark, are you? Oh, no, not me. No, I love the dark. Fantastic. But, ah, man. It's gonna, it's gonna be a long trip, though, man. Yeah, I, probably mm. a better part of better part of a week. Bit out of town, but not that far. Digging in the dirt, say. as it were. You know, underneath all of this, it's much older. Look at this. And he pulls up this chunk of stone out of his bag, and you can you can see in his bag he's got a lantern. He's got a like a kind of a folding shovel thing that goes together with like an apparatus. Um, and he pulls out a bag of some various rocks and and um. They look like old tiles. It's like, you wouldn't believe what's been buried in here. This ancient city, you know. The meeting spot for centuries. There's plenty of stuff down there to be found. Alright, alright. Take the risk, though. And what, what am I look? What am I getting for you if I were to take this, man? Well... I'm looking for something in particular, but besides that, uh, let's see, do a 70-30 split of whatever you find, plus I can uh, give you a bit of equipment to make sure you have a better chance of coming back. 70-30 for me, man? That sounds awesome. Hey, Tell but I'm going to keep the thing that you're looking for. Yeah, man, you haven't told me what that is, but you know what, let me let me go talk to my friends, man. We'll see. All right. Can't promise you anything, though. You know where to find me. All right, man. Can I keep, can I keep the scroll? I just want to find out what's happening in town, dude. Aye. All right. Righteous. All right, man. Enjoy your beer. Talk to you later. All right. See you step away and... You guys have a chance to, yep. to compare some notes. You know, I guess we're going to huddle. Hey, guys. So, uh, I guess we each had a conversation with a contact with a potential gig. Gex, how did yours go? Yeah, all right. But where's Hilda, by the way? Anybody seen her? I think she's still passed out upstairs. I'm worried about her. Um, I, I carried her home the other, well, home the other night, and and I didn't see her at all yesterday either. I just assumed she was sleeping it off, but I mean, like, the whole day and a whole night and another night and a day and. Oh man, cool. that 
That might be my fault, dude. Sorry, man. I... I want to help her out. I must have just put some... A wrong mushroom, you know how it is, in, in her plate. And, uh... Oof! For those that are not used to it, man. Hmm. Knocks you out for a couple. Well, listen... I, I want to share with you what I found out, and I want to hear what you found out, but I think she should sit in on this. Give me one second. I'll be right back. Right, Gex so get... jumps up. Yeah. Runs upstairs. Knocks on the door. No response. Ilda. Ilda. Still alive in there? Okay, I'm going to open the door. Pick the lock if I have to. Of course, you picked it. Check her out. She fully dressed, fully. She's still got her basic equipment. Basically, she's exactly where you put her down. And she's just sitting there, like, drooling on the pillar, her red hair kind of all over the place. Um, it looks like she's got, like, a little bit of five o'clock shadow going. And she's just, like, she's still kind of just, like, gently, like, rubbing the, the pillowcase. And she's just like, hey. Emeralds. Okay, come on. You gotta come. We're having a chat. Kind of need you. I'll just kind of like put my arm under her, scoop her up. Assuming she's totally still delirious. Do you think I got any bacon? My shoulder. Put my arm around like under her arm. Okay, let's go. Come on. <laughs> Drag her downstairs. All right. So you now have the semi-conscious Hilda with you, and. uh she she goes. She's happy to go, and she's she actually occasionally chirps up with a. Hey, you guys are funny. And when you get down there, you put her next to you in the in the, um, kind of the center table there, and the rest of you are like, "All right, you're all here." And she's like, "I'm not putting myself anywhere where she can barf on me." Mm -hmm. And hey, she's just staring, um, just staring over your right shoulder there, Rook. <laughs> hey, Hilda, man, I gotta ask you, man, did you take the red shroom or the blue shroom? <laughs> Both? Oh, man, you're in for a nasty trip, my friend. Uh, she reaches just, up just, and she's just playing with your lower smooth turtle lip. Yeah. Okay. Well, she's here. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm all right. Here. Let's, can we get a, can we get a drink? Bowl. While she's, oh, I don't know. Bring it anyway. Just give me a pint of that. Yeah. No, that. Right. Thanks. Bring it over. All right. Drinks arrive. You guys can have a little chat. What do you want to do? Okay. Now that, well, most of her is here. Um, I had a chat with, uh, what was his name, Riedel? <clears throat> Seems like a nice enough fellow. Not great pickpocket. But uh, he, he, he asked me if I'd seen his niece, someone named Tyrese. Therese? I don't know. T-Y-R-E-E-C-E, -E -E, I think is how he spelled it. But anyway, she's... I think I did see her asking, you know, if we see her, if we find her, a bit of a reward to bring her back to mummy and daddy, but, you know, that's about it. He didn't really have much else for us. 
Hold them, I'd keep an eye out. What'd you guys do? Um, well, a little bit better than finding some kid who's playing hooky. Uh, I mean, Zim, apparently Zim, he might know you, like, through acquaintances, but he's looking for a crew uh, by the week's end to join him on some type of expedition to transport something. Huh. Uh, could be treasure, I don't know. It's something, I'll be honest, never been on the water, uh, in the open ocean, at least. And uh, I'm not so sure about it, but it's something. Um, how about you, Tillman? Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. I think I got something. It might be up your alley there, Rook. The, this fancy guy, learned, uh, learned dwarf there, uh, yeah, looking probably. for something special in, 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 the in some ruins out of town. And wants, wants us to go get it for him. Hey, you know what? Apparently, there's a lot of stuff down there, so we're able to to keep what we find essentially so not too bad but you know what I must say I'm quite intrigued and curious about that trip on the water man it's all good as long as I get to visit new places learn some things okay I mean that sounds really interesting the Bro spoke to you about that's kind of you're right that's kind of my alley yeah man so hey i'm down for anything man i just i just want to do good me, and me too me too says all Hilda. right Hilda, righteous man it's okay it's okay just just drink just drink uh, <laughs> well i mean it might be that how long was this thing gonna take like this thing with brill is it like a couple days? Ah, uh, man, he said about like a week or so, because, you know, it's out of oh. town, and he said something about the dark, man, like, I don't mind, but, you know, some others might have an aversion to being cooped up in dark glance, spaces. I glance around, are they still there, like Brill and Zim, or are they gone? Um, Actually, Zim has gotten up now, uh, and ha has is on his way out at the moment. Brill is now um, kind of sipping, uh, just smoking a little pipe uh, that he pulls out of his pocket. And uh, Zim, as he's walking out, you see uh, another person come in just as he's going by. And um, and you can you recognize this person almost immediately as they as they enter um, is an elven gentleman, extremely well dressed and he kind of comes walking, well, not extremely well-dressed, but, like, nicer than most people in the place. No long-flowing robes. You see Kalrin. Which is probably the fourth different way I've pronounced that tonight. And I'm okay with that. Hey, man. Kalrin, I know your name. Everybody's here knows your name. <laughs> That's now canon. Everybody turns and gives him the old, Kalrin! And, like, as he walks in, and he looks super awkward. Around the room is like, yes. You just gotta lean into it, man. Just lean into it. <clears throat> and he comes walking over towards you um, and stands next to you all uh, at the table as you're kind of taking stock of the, of the place. And he um, looks over, particularly at Rook, who he knows the best. And he's kind of shying a little bit away from Gex, who's cheering him on. He's like, yes, um, 
I was told I could find you here. I was... Is there somewhere we can talk? Of course. Hey, and, man. uh... We'll get part of the house ale. Can I get, um... Gex. And Tilbin. Actually, all of you. Go ahead and do an insight check for me. Yeah, man. No, man. <laughs> it's a nine. I am rolling fucking shit tonight, man. You? How'd you do, Steve? 21. 21? Oh, I thought you said one. Holy. Uh, I got, uh, I got a 17. 17 is not bad. 21 is better. Um, both. So, nice. All right. So, no. Gex, you clock immediately in that brief pass. Zim, as he was on his way out, and Calrin locked eyes for a second. And there was this ever so slight, like, just a, a little signal, like, not now. And it was super subtle, just like a flick of an eye. And then. And then Zim left. Seems to be some kind of connection there. Hold that one for a bit. <laughs> okay, I'll keep that under my hat for a little bit. Not that Jen, I wear a hat, but Jen comes up and asks um, Calvin. Well, can we attempt you with ending today, or will you go with your usual nothing? And he, nothing. Thank you. Shall we? we really should try the gruel. I mean, I'm going to get up and just say, you know, motion him. I, I think he wants to probably speak in the back. So he follows you. Yeah. Um, it's probably quietest and less noticeable if you go upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. So you guys head so... up into the um, the room where you, you have it. Uh back up to your room to the unslept in bed and uh yeah Calrin kind of stands in the room a bit un un um uncomfortably but you know he still carries this air of competence it's he definitely seems he doesn't I don't know if he seems to be snobby like on purpose but it's just a casual the thing that most people hate about elves basically that casual, I'm too good for this. Not all elves, but this one tends to exude it. Yes, um, thank you. Good, this will do. I would like to get right down to it, Mr. Rook. My name. I'm looking for something. I I need you to I need you to find me something. Oh, to, sorry. I need you to bring something. And what is that something? I'm not at liberty to say. But suffice to say it will be important. It cannot fall into the wrong hands. 
and I do not want it red. Okay, so you want me to do kind of a messenger drop? He nods. And where do I pick this something up at? And where do I take it to? Well, it's going to Verun. Do a history check. Um, okay. <laughs> what is up with natural 20s? 21. Damn. Damn. You know where Verun is. It's one of the spines. It's a particular city. Um, it falls under the uh, the guardianship of Drakal, who is a uh, a dragon. Nobody sees him, but he owns the island, and it's a pretty bustling um, but small trade port. That it's like one of the safer spires. Uh, what am I? I keep. Did I say spines? Spines. Um, it's one of the safer spine islands that's a bit more open to trade. And What's uh, the name of the guy, the dragon again? Drakal. Drakal. And with a nat 20, you know that he's actually got like a cult level following. As many of the dragons who run the, uh, the spines do. <sighs> okay. I mean, I've never... I've never been out to the spines, but you know my my buddy Tolman has, and but I've heard of Verun, right? Isn't there's um it's run by by Drakal, and I just kind of let him know that I know this place. Yes, well, good. Transport can be arranged. I need people to make sure that this message does not fall into the wrong hands. I need unaffiliated people. Because you can't trust anyone in this. <laughs> See? And he turns and he looks towards the door and there's this sudden little flash of like <laughs> brilliant light, like a bright spark in the... And you look to where his eyeline was and you see that the, the edge of the doorframe is now smoldering as though it was scorched. Uh, and... You hear this yelp in the hall, and scrambling back away from the door is is that young boy who woke you up, um, and he's oh, just coming to change chamber pot, and he goes scrambling backwards down. Um, you do a religion check for me. Uh, okay. Uh, ten. I'm not very religious. It seems like he cast some kind of magic, and it didn't seem arcane to you, but that's all you got. It was a. It wasn't fire per se, but it was some kind of sudden burning flash. When, so, where do I pick up this something, and when do you want it picked up? Well, I would like it to be at its destination in about, could take better part of a month 
three weeks. It will be ready, hopefully soon. But you'll have the better part of a week to prepare. You'll be traveling okay. by, by ship. And, uh... I believe you met the... Captain Zim. Yeah, he, uh... I did meet him. He he mentions about, some, about something of uh, joining a, his crew. Yes, at my behest. I asked him to reach out after I saw oh. what you did and how well Turnbull spoke of you. Thought it might seem like a good thing. Like a okay. competent team. You are competent, but can you be trusted? And he looks at you like, do a charisma saving throw, please. Charisma saving throw? Okay. Uh, not good. Six. You sense it's not the same flash that went off at the door, but it was. It's almost this. It's just almost like this pulse of energy just goes throughout the room, and it's very subtle, almost like a very slight ripple. But you do pick up on that, and you're just like, okay. I'll say again. When you give your word, do you keep it? Yeah, I keep my word when I give it. Um, DM asking you now, is that true? It is true. I don't, I don't, I don't often do that, but when it comes to it, I do. And when I take on a gig, I see it through. Excellent. I would ask that you give your word if you take it on. And that will be good enough for uh, me. Okay. Thank you. And before I take it on, what's the fee? Well. Services at my temple or or possibly, and five thousand equivalent gems or platinum or gold, but that would be very heavy. A thousand gold, you say? Equivalent? Or the equivalent. Okay. That you. Have you may my attention. discuss it. Yeah, if you're let me discuss with my uh, my friends. But you definitely have my attention with that service fee. Well, I'll leave you to it then. Me heads out of your room uh, as he steps out into the hall and up on the balcony. You hear the call from out in the in the common room. Colin, man. I hope you didn't pay full price for him, man. That was some short service. Alright, so you guys um, have a little bit of decisions to make. Which route, which path you want to go. I uh, think we're going to just take a quick little break. 
And when we come back, we'll see. We'll see what you decide. Fair? Let's do. Fair. Uh, just right. before we go on break, anything else you want to... No? Uh, no, I think uh, I think I want to talk about this with uh, the team. Absolutely. Do you want to talk? Well, well, we'll be right back. All right. Thanks, everybody. I also forgot to play this thing, so we're going to do that. I will be right back after a word from our sponsor. Um, Steve, you're going to work on that, yeah? Okay. Internet, you're welcome to make suggestions live if you want any free advertising from um, from my good friend Steve there. All right, we'll be back in just a little bit. Thanks. All right, I'm gonna go walk the dog. And with that, the party dies. They are remembered in tale and song briefly. The small flicker of when that guy won 30 gold betting on the underdog. And thus ends the tale of the balance. The epic song of the nothing group. I'm just kidding. The strange acquaintances. That's their names. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Okay. 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 Um, so... You've had a chance to think uh, about the decision. Which jobs you want to take? What's the deal, yo? What do you want to do? All right, Gax Tillman. I just spoke with uh, Cowron. And uh, interesting offer. Basically, it's a messenger drop, Gax. We don't read the message. We don't, you know, handle it. We just take it from point A to point B. Point B being um, an island port in the spines called Barrett. I actually know a little bit about it. I've read, you know, some books on the spines way back in the day, and uh, I did read up on Varen. It's run by this dragon named Trakal. Anyways, if we do this, I guess this sense a drop of the sensitive thing. He's going to pay us 5,000 gold or equivalent. And we can decide. So we'll have to firm that up with him. Um, so there's no kind of, you know, you know how it is. Funny enough, that's the same. It's a similar offer to what Zim wanted. He wanted us to join his crew. And he, he is actually being commissioned to take whoever is supposed to take the message to the island. So it's kind of like two birds, one stone. So, yeah, I, like it. Yeah, I know, man. We've got three options. We can find a girl playing hooky, go go on some type of dig to find forbidden treasure you know, in the dark, or go uh, on a ship and make a lot of money. Not opposed to money, man. Money's hard to pass up. It's also hard to hang on to. But he did say equivalent. So either way, that's very tempting. 
feel like we're all kind of leaning towards going for a sale. Yeah, I mean, uh, until uh, until Cowan stepped in, I gotta be honest, I was more tempted to kind of, maybe out of instinct, go on a dig and, uh, you know, see what we can find. Just because I've done it so many times, but uh, this sounds interesting. Very intriguing. I'd change your pace for you, too. Change your pace. And, um... Hey, if we get in his good books, we keep doing what we're doing. Um, it might lead to some places. Hilda? Any hey, objection? Fuck it! Let's do it! I figured she'd say that. And then head back on the death on the table. Where's with... uh, Tian right now? Oh, she's in the bar, just walking around. She's just behind the bar right now, cleaning it. Wiping it down. Doing the whole thing. Mumbling to herself. And um, as you walk over, you see her kind of... Like, she's cursing out the um, the, the kid, the 15-year-old. She's like, get that... Get the hell back in there and do the dishes. Can't trust her to do a damn thing. Doing her usual. Well, um... Rook, how long did the how long do you think this will take us? He said it, it you know it will take a number of weeks, a few weeks. That's oh, a long starts. Time. Yeah, it'll it starts end of this week, and uh, just to travel there, like from what I know, takes a a bit of a jaunt right on the on the open water. Depending on with your history check, you you have enough to know that it would usually take about a a, a fast ship could maybe, with the right winds, could do it in about a week. Um, uh, but most of the time, it's anywhere from one to two weeks, maybe even longer, depending yeah. on the weather. So, like, round trip, we're talking about a month. Yeah. Okay. Three weeks if the winds favor us. All right. When does he want us to uh, depart? End of week. But what I told him that we need to probably firm up details, right? Okay. Well, I'm in. If you guys uh, think, let's do it. All right. We that got a seems... week, though. So I am going to go check on that. <laughs> I am going to go drop in on that party. Absolutely. So, um, what else is people going to do for a week while they get ready? Gex oh. is going to try to take a look around for uh, Therese. That and one other thing, I'm gonna go buy myself uh, like a trunk in which to lock things and arrange with TN to leave it somewhere with her, like store it here. Sure, she'll, she'll um, you go up and you ask her about that. Yeah, that's not a problem. We can stuff that down in the, in the cellar. It's gonna run you, say three gold. Yeah, easily done. I'll give you five. Make sure no one goes near it. If it's more than half a year, it's mine. Agreed. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Tillman, what are you doing? Yes. 
Uh, someone's just got to take account of his things and, you know, start preparing. Absolutely. Making sure, you know, his stuff is, stuff is uh, sea ready, you know, get some good wax for a shell. And, uh, you, know, you got to waterproof it. Absolutely. <laughs> I think it starts waterproof. Prove. But anyway, uh, sounds good, sounds good. What about you, Gordon? Or Rook, I should say. Um, Rook is going to do a few things. Uh, Come on, guys. Um, you don't want to do a shopping episode? He's going to look at just some... Actually, he is going to go shopping. I knew it. Uh, yeah, so is, uh, yes. yeah, so am I. Yeah, he's going to go shopping for... Knowing that he's going to go on a ship, he's going to go shopping for some gear and upgrade of uh, a weapon or two. Like he's going to buy a rapier. Nice. All right. Uh, the rapier, I believe, will set you back about... I think it's about 15 gold. I'd need to look that up. Um, um, but awesome. we can hand wave a lot of this if you want, or we can RP it. It's up to you. I'm um, I think like the, the weapons buying, like we can just uh, hand wave. Yeah. Um, but he's also gonna buy um, a couple, like some healing pots. Mm -hmm. Those and, will run you about um, fifty a piece. Oh, fifty gold a piece. Ouch. You do have Maybe the pot not. of the thousand that you did split. Yeah, I think I got 250. Oh, Raper's like 25 gold. So I'm going to buy okay. a Raper. Yeah. Um, and I am going to go to where, um, kind of like out of road, since he's come into some money, he's going to donate uh, 10 gold to, um, you know, he knows a place where they kind of, uh, they take care of, um, basically the refugees of people who made it out of the undertow yeah that's fair sort of like so he's yeah. gonna yeah um, he's paying it forward so as you're uh going past that section of town and it's it's not it's very purposefully they have people who wait and and meet people who might have been involved in that and scoured kind of the ruins um and but um, this is very purposefully not on that side of town. People don't want to be reminded. So they, you make your way down towards that really kind of slum area of town, and you see this, it's a pretty big building. Um, it might have been a converted warehouse, but it's, it's, it's been converted a long, long time. And so you, you can kind of go in there, you see they've divided it up, there's kind of tarps set up for catching any drips that come through the roof. There's a bit of a yard, and there's some sun... You see some kids running through the yard, uh, playing in the kind of tufts of brown grass. Um, there's a couple of people there, uh, just kind of obviously just moving around, not really up to much, nowhere really to go. Kind of an old-timer in the corner, and you look over and you see Cat just, just looking up at you, sitting on one of the beds next to this this kind of woman who's sitting there, kind of rocking ever so slightly. What were the names? I kind of give a nod. I kind of your... give a nod to Cat, mm -hmm. and just whisper to myself that you know I'll find, I'll find it, I'll find it. I just need 
time. And uh, Rowan, who was like, uh, he was the 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 older ranger guy who would always drop by the orphanage and he would uh, kind of donate because he actually was an orphan himself. And so I kind of nod to him and I just say, you know, paying it forward. And I just go up to uh, the people there and they probably recognize me once in a while I drop in and, and, and yeah. give what I can and I give them 10 gold. Absolutely. So this woman who runs the place, um, she takes it happily and says, thank you. And as you walk by, you, you can see all these, like about half the beds have people just kind of sitting on them, little cots. Um, there's a makeshift walls put up, either wood, uh, flotsam, or, or cloth and, and tarps. And in every other room or so are empty, but you see the, the visages of your, your, your friends as you walk by, just standing or sitting, giving you a look. Angel looks up at you. He's tuning this this lute, and it's weird. You can see him playing it, but you can't hear the music. And he looks up at you. He's like, "You got this, man. You got this." All right, you took care of that business. You pick up the rapier, no problem. It's just off the rack, uh, and the healing pots. Uh, how many do you want? Um, I am going to get, um, I'm going to get just one healing pot, just in case. Sure. You're on your way back from, um, uh, uh, we're going to call it the, the Barrows is the, uh, the orphanage or not orphanage, but it's the, the, the refugee shelter. And um, you're walking through uh, the the sorry words um, the market, and you manage to find it. One of the stalls is busy selling tinctures and potions and so on. Some of them are just total horse shit, and the rest of them, um, but there are some that are legitimate healing potions. And the guy looks up and he's like, "Would you like to buy? Impress your lady friends." offers you um, a bonus after he sold you the healing potion he's like make you rock hard nope alright <laughs> okay okay and okay he, uh, so I'll just add a healing pot to my inventory do it mark out 50 gold and um... alright have a good day all right, thanks. Could have been better. You too. All right, so you head off. Um, so that's your day. And uh, now, I mean, you have not yet actually accepted the job. Nope, not yet. So you ask around Tien uh, and, and others, and they seem to all know Calrin. So you, you gather very quickly from one of the locals uh, named Tom. Um... Why do I do this to myself? I'm going to have to track all these NPCs. Uh, <laughs> so Tom, one of the regulars, like, Oh, yeah, he he lives, he he keeps um, keeps the temple up on the, on Holy Row there. Uh, you, you go in and, and the, one of the acolytes will just put it in the right direction for you. 
Okay. So, Are we going together, though? It's up to you. I'm going to ask you guys, like, do you guys want to go together when we accept this job? Like, might be good to get a little bit more, you know. Yeah. No, I'm down for stuff. Definitely come for that. I, I do uh, need to, I do want to make a visit to an armorer before we actually shove off, but that that can wait. We can actually go accept the job first. All right. So, um... Yep, that'll work. So you can you, you want to do that after? Yeah, might as well go accept accept the job, and then uh, we can do a little bit more running around before we leave. All right. So you guys uh, make your way up to Holy Row, as they say, and and it's kind of on a ridge up over. The, I mean, the town itself is is built in almost tiers, and as you go further up and further. Uh, east, you get a little bit more and more wealthy. And so this goes up about two levels. Uh, so there's kind of the pretty high-end housing, not the richest in town, but pretty good. So you go walking through a couple of the of the guards, the wardens kind of clock you as you go by, because some of you look a little rough. Uh, Gex, you don't know why people just give you such a hard time all the time. You, you're a nice guy, but you know, anyway. Um, so you, you keep on going up uh, a while. And you make your way through into this kind of... It's a gated, um, walled section where many, many of the temples in town are... They've got these little compounds uh, spread out in almost like a ring around the city. And so there are several different uh, deities that are worshipped in town. Some of them more on harder times and their temples are kind of more in disrepair. Others are pretty bumping, um, you know. And uh, this one's actually... Um, kind of middle of the road. It, it's down, it's got its own compound, and you go in and there's kind of a, kind of almost like a main meeting chamber, and it's got this arch around it through the low gate. It's really low. It's like, you know, two feet high, easy to step over, and grass. And the compound's probably a couple, you know, a couple hundred feet on either way, and extends back a ways, and there's this path that leads through, and some statues around uh, and kind of little places, you see little clusters of people, um, not too busy, but a couple people kind of walking around, taking it in, um, contemplatively, as you're walking along this slightly winding path, leading upwards. Um, towards the middle of it, there's almost like a little square, and, um, and there's this arches that extend up from, from the cardinal directions, and they meet at this center kind of dome, that provides a little bit of shelter from the from the elements above, um, but it's open sided other than the pil pillars themselves, and it's probably a good, you know, 50, 60 feet across, and um, and you kind of pass by a, a small cluster of people, some of them robed like there might be acolytes, uh, a few others may have just been visiting the temple, um, so uh, you, what do you want to do? You're not really sure which way to go to to meet Calrin from here. I'm probably gonna just go up to like a nearby acolyte that I think would be helpful, and just you know mention that uh, we're here to see Calrin. He should be expecting us, and I just mentioned my name's Rook. Sure. So, um, 
he kind of looks at you and, and, and gives this nod. He's like, yes, uh, if you continue down the path towards the far end, <laughs> you are being heckled. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Heckle, heckle, heckle. Thank you, Bertez, Bertez. Welcome to the stream. Um, so he kind of gets, he po points down the path. He's like, Callan can be found um, in the main temple. Uh, if you just ask, and and they'll let you in. And at that moment, um, someone goes by and shoulder chucks. Uh, um, let's. Who am I gonna pick on? Who am I gonna pick on? Who should I pick on, Bertez? If you don't know, I'll pick. I, I can roll for it as well. I'll give you a sec. Rook, Gex, Dave, or the random acolyte that they stopped. It's your choice. Or I'm bringing Hilda with us, too. She's, oh, yeah, or there. Hilda. She's very much here. Yeah, that's fair. He's my fashion consultant. All right, I will roll the d4 because the interweaves. But uh, you still get dibs if you want to, Bertez. Who is it that is about to get chuckled? All right, uh, so it looks like... Drum roll. Well, Gex, this person has just booked right, like, just past the whole group. Just, just boom, 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 boom. And, and shoulder chucks you out of the way, which is no small feat. Um, that I'm going to get you to do an athletics check or acrobatics. It's your choice. Yeah, well, I want to roll to see. Can I roll a reaction or something to see if... Uh... <laughs> to see if when he does that, I can steal something off of him. Sure, uh, but roll your athletics uh, or like, acrobatics first. Uh, which is, are they both? No, acro yeah, okay, acrobatics. Oh, nat 20, plus 5. Wow. 25. All right, <laughs> so you turn it into one, it's like perfect Aikido. You're just like, you just redirect the energy. Where do you want to send this being? It's a, it's a human... Um, kind of is wearing leathers underneath, kind of a half robe kind of looking thing. Has a leather band around his forehead. Um, wh what I do you want to do? do his, his kind of quirky sense of humor. He would, he would kind of like grab the guy and spin him, take a hand almost like he's uh, swing dancing him, spin him around and kind of like send him off with a bit of a twirl. Sure. And because Vertez just put it into chat, I'm also going to say that it, as he untwirls, the guy kind of just tries to twist and stop and instead just tramples right over into Rook, uh, knocking both of them to the ground. And he's, he's this human guy who you just toss to the ground. Just... What were you going, scum? You were the one doing the going. And he just, like, Keep pushes going. off of Rook's shoulder to stand up and and just rudely just gets to his feet, dusts himself off, and, and calls you uh, you all something in a language. Um, let me... Anybody here? Yeah, I don't, I don't know if any of you speak that language. What languages do you speak? Tillman. Aquan and uh, Gnomish and Common. Giant. Common and Elvish. Giant and Common. Okay, I'm going to say 
Just because, I don't know, I feel like Gnomish should be all, like, really good at swear words. Um, you pick up, it's, it's related to Gnomish. It's not Gnomish exactly, or maybe it's a dialect, but you catch a couple of words are like, and then you're gonna be looking and shove it, shove it up all the way up your And he mumbles. And back in Gnomish, that's not physically possible. And he kind of stops. Turns and just goes marching away. You know there what? You Up your butt and around the corner. Devastating and nostalgic. I'm gonna get you to do a retroactive um sleight of hand there, Gex. Oh yeah, for the you know, let's see if any you managed to maybe get something as you go by, as he goes by. <laughs> Eleven? <laughs> You've had better jobs before. Unfortunately, that one is not your greatest moment. It but um, was focusing so much on the twirling, uh, you know, one thing at a time, right? I'm gonna say you managed to go for the most obvious thing, which was a bracelet. So you've got this yeah. bracelet. It's got a a little red gem in it. Might be worth okay. something. Maybe maybe just decorative. Yeah, it's a bit, it's just fulfilling his kleptomaniac sort of, uh, it's also always practicing your craft, right? That's oh, the course. other thing. Of course. You can't, you can't just like be awesome without practice. <laughs> so, some days you just don't have it. Man, stop describing my life. <laughs> Anywho, so you guys. So uh, kind of brush ourselves off. I'm like, all right. And then like start heading into the temple. Okay. So you go walking past this thing and, and uh, underneath this large, almost vestibule thing that kind of shows the opening to the temple itself. And you can see um, there's nobody around at the, uh, as you, you kind of went the, at the, sorry, there was that kind of dome top with the four cardinal directions and paths spread out from there. And you keep going through that on the straight path towards the back of this, uh, this back kind of separated temple from the rest. There were more other um, kind of areas and buildings are scattered around this pretty big complex. Uh, and you keep going back to, it's actually fairly small. It's tucked in behind a larger building. And you find um, it's it's two stories and it's got this extremely long vestibule, almost like it's, um, it's wrought iron. And it's, you're not sure, I guess maybe they do outdoor things here. And there's this small garden uh, in this area, and it's intricately carved various things. Uh, and those of you who like stonework, I guess, yeah, Hilda mentions the stonework. Uh, she seems to like the stone. And um, and you guys are coming up on this long, extended, almost like greenhouse roof, but no walls. And, uh, and you're heading in. Um, I'm going to get you to do just a perception check for me. Okay. Would also like to know, like, What's this temple of? Like, is there any indication of the type of priest Karan is like the type of deity Karan's worshiping? Um, unfortunately, with your previous religion check of ten, you don't know. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did it, did I did you mention or do I notice which deity this temple's? Uh... Let's just see if Rook temples for says anything. Uh, no, I didn't mention any deity. Like I just said, Karun's a, a 
priest and uh but he, do uh, i notice you know the markings in the temple do i recognize if it's sure you know um, do a, a perception a check for me do a first yeah. perception check for oh i'll tell you what dave um yeah yeah just to notice stuff is going to be perception check and then then you might get a religion check or a different religion check uh target <clears throat> And, and while he's doing that, so as I'm doing my perception check, I'm um, I'm almost kind of getting little flashes of like growing up with the sisters of like at the orphanage with the sisters of mercy, and just kind of getting little flashes and just from uh, just seeing things around. And so I'm just going to use um, my knowledge from a, one of my knowledge from a past life to to add to my role. Yeah, do it. What four wasn't good enough for you? Well, I got 11, but yeah. Well, yeah, with the mods. Uh, 14, so okay. not bad, but not terrible. So cut back to the orphanage, and um, Sister um, Shra, that was her name, Sister Shra had been meeting with potential donors, and you'd been, you, you've been a good boy, so you were assigned to be bringing the tea that day, and... So you, you delivered the tea and left just as per the instructions. And you think you're, this kind of m memory pulls in and you see this little flash of angel as you walk by um, the hallway carrying, the, you're carrying the silverware and the tea, uh, beautiful tea set. Well, it's, I mean, you thought it was beautiful. Most people would look at it and it's like, yeah, that's mostly tin. It was a pretty poor orphanage. And in one of the rooms, you see angel in trouble again, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> detention. But uh, you kind of, he kind of calls out, sucks his teeth a little bit and makes fun of you as you go by and you're like, well, it lets you get to places that they aren't. So you, you'd brought the tea and then left for a while. And then um, kind of this older gentleman kind of left after a bit. And then out came Sister Shra and uh, she ring, rings the bell and uh, you go walking in to go collect the tea set. And she's just kind of shaking her head. And as, as you reach over to take the teacup from her hand, and she offers it, and she's... Let me give you a little bit of advice. Rook, sometimes those with the most to give are the least likely to give it. And... Yes, sister. <laughs> you... And she, you remember she reaches into this little notebook she keeps and she scratches off an, uh, a name. Um, this this one was called, um, actually, Internets. If you want, you can change the name. I can make something up. But if you want, you can change the name of the temple that uh, this is of. That's where I'm going with this, is the name of the temple you you vaguely like associate uppity rich and the name of the temple is come on internet give me a name give me a name of the temple group some really wealthy uh potentially um typo temple so we'll come back to that so you have the name at least of this area okay. meanwhile tillman how'd you do on your perception I did, uh, I think I had 22, or, yeah, 22. Ooh, 22. So you're taking it all in, and you, you find 
you're an explorer. You love to see architecture and and symbols, and everything here is beautiful and just ornate and um, in a very classy kind of simplistic kind of way. It's it's very nice. You see some symbols of of the raven. It, several different like iconographies as you've been walking through, but in this particular point, you see um, it's actually not it's the thing that stands out the most to you is what shouldn't be there and you're like what this like you've seen like the dawn father represented you've seen the raven queen represented here you've seen all of these different symbols and smack in the middle of this vestibule entrance thing you see it's almost like this little plaque added as an after afterthought in the middle of this area and it is vulgar it is like there's something just off about this plaque and it's if you had to take a guess it would be um every religion has its counterpoint you've got your your devils and your gods you've got and your angels in this case light counters dark and this temple has been pretty devoted to the lighter of the gods. But this symbol is the opposite. And it's got this twisted, um, massive eye in the middle. And it's almost like barbed wire kind of um, thorns are twisting around it. Etched, and they, they seem embossed and, and um, etched into this. And the eye itself is a little bit three-dimensional and that you notice this is sitting right like kind of in the middle of a garden um and you notice that whoever put it there it's definitely like there are plants that should have been growing there and are and there it's kind of half crushing them it's been dropped in after the fact probably recently judging by the fact that the plants underneath are still alive you're about maybe 30 feet away right now that's what you got or you're 22. Hmm. Something's not right, man. What hmm. do you mean? Oh. No, most of the... Most of the iconography, most of the, the symbols here, man, represent some good stuff, you know? Some, some good deities, then. Then you got this, man. You got... You got this crushing life, you know, and th this, it's just, it's not meant to be there, man. There's something off here. I don't know, man. I don't know what your guy's into, but, uh, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, we gotta carry something, man, but I don't know if I want to be part of, uh, something that promotes, you know, the darker side of things. Ah, that's just my concern, man. Be on, be on your toes when you talk to this guy. Okay, let's all be on our toes. And I like, I'm, I'm kind of like, I don't really know religion that well, type of person. So, you look up at the building from where you're standing. It's just this entrance, but the entrance is about fifty feet away. You gotta go through the garden to get there. Um. And you can see just above it this starburst, uh, and then 
kind of on both sides of the door, there's a different one. So you see symbols for, and I finally found my notes. Um, you see symbols for light and love. You, um, you see symbols for life and order and peace. All the positive deities. And in different iconography here, you do see some of the others. Because they do have to, you, you do see symbols for death. Um, not not bad ones. It's more like you might, what you might find in a in a cemetery, um, just acknowledging death and that you know, um, you definitely. But that those are the only ones you jump out at you right now, Gex. It doesn't seem like anything. Actually, do me a favor, Gex. You can do an investigation check if you want to. Let's find out. Oh, good one. Uh, total of 20. So as you're walking along and, and Tillman points this out, and you're about... I'm assuming you guys are going to head in? Yep. Okay. So, so you kind of hold back for a second, and Hilda, uh, who is able to walk on her own now, she hasn't been hungover all week, but she says some weird stuff and doesn't quite sound like herself. Um, so she goes on... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Stop wandering off. So you, you kind of see what Tillman points out, this this kind of eyeball with the barbs around it. And you're like, I've seen that. Very recently. And Did I see this? Sorry, Did I see this when at some point during that uh, gauntlet situation or no? No, no. With no, with no. your twenty, you you pick it up immediately like Oh. And you pull out that bracelet you stole, and you look mm. again at the little red gem, and it's like just a slight carving. Hmm. That looks that could be an eye. The artisanship is awful, but yeah. it could be a red eye. Okay. Uh, keep that in mind. Cool. All right. So you guys press on. Um, one of the acolytes points you to. It's, oh yes, it's uh, just through there. And he points through the garden and into the temple. Or sorry, this kind of—it's almost like a residence of the temple. Anything? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you make your way in. I'm going to need constitution saving throws from all of you. Whoa. Not my worst roll, so it's all right. Tillman. Fail. Oh. Damn, man, with the 17? Uh, yeah... Fail. All right, Gordon. No, oh, sorry, Rook. Fail. How'd you do, Gex? Four. <sighs> Very much failed. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. And uh, and can somebody oh, the, roll for Hilda, please? The gruel. I'll roll for here. Not twenty. <laughs> <laughs> drunken stone chicks just Perfect. like yeah whatever dude <laughs> so she's walking through this is from Hilda's perspective 
as you all go walking through and Gex is like, no, 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 this way. And then he gets lost looking at this bracelet for a second. And Tillman's like walking up to go look at this little crest that's kind of crushing the garden, man. And Rook kind of steals himself and starts boldly striding towards the door. And Hilda turns as this butterfly goes past her face. And she turns away from the group and just looks, takes like three steps to the left. And then there's just this of light and just this reddish flare as though it was almost like flickering flare light in darkness just overpowers everything. And Tillman's just like, and just lands on his back in the far side. Rook is just tossed like 40 feet back, lands on his spine, his arm twisted in this weird thing. Um, Legs broken, eyes rolled back in his head. Gex is just smashed upwards because he was he, just where he was. He kind of got flung upwards, um, and and up on over this as just straight back into a large urn, stone urn, just shatters as you go through this thing, and uh, end up <laughs> you land on the ground. Your head's at this really awful angle, and um, Tillman, you got rocket because you were heading towards the crest. And you got rocketed right up through the glass thing, just and then like land 20 feet behind in the dirt. Just this little shell. My arms and legs just reactively pulled inside. I'm going to need death throws from all three of you. Holy shit. This is from entering the, the to meet the um, face. To meet Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So we're down to zero hit points? Yep. Damn. Wow. Alright, so death save. Oh shit! Wait, wait. Oh shit! Oh shit! You can vaguely hear Hilda somewhere as you're all just kind of just blinking and she's running um, internet. Who's Hilda going to try to save? She's only got a few seconds. Uh, I think I have advantage on death saving throws. I think you do. Oh, how do you know that? His character. Uh, my I'm character. aware of his build. Hmm. It's a secret. Oh, okay, cool. All right. Yeah, I'll roll. Yeah, yeah I have advantage. Dave, uh, you pass, but you you almost you kind of come out of your shell for a second, and you can just feel this spreading black rot going up your lower jaw, and just like, and then you just start to choke, and and you just you go to say something to Hilda as she runs towards. I'll roll if uh, we don't know. She goes running towards um, Gex, who's been taking care of her. Um, all right. So the seventeen Rook, you're still alive, but you're you're unconscious and and falling. And no shit, really. You got a twenty Gex. That's, That's two, two for you. That's two in a <laughs> row. Damn. If you one for Hilda. And Hilda goes running over to you, and you just suddenly sit up, and she's like, ah! <laughs> and, 
and you're you are just a mess. Your eyeballs are bleeding. Um, it's bad. But you are at one hit point now. Um, Hilda turns and goes booking it towards uh, roll a dice, Rook or Dave. You want us to roll dice? Or yeah, roll, roll a d20. Or... It'll be rollies to see who she goes for. I think she's probably going to go for Tillman, given you rolled a 17. Yeah, I'll, I'll roll a d20. Sure. A five, so going to Tillman. Yep, she runs over to Tillman and pulls off her uh, gauntlet, puts her hand right on your on your face, and this pulse of bluish light going driving back the rot, and you you gain um, five hit points, and you are back. Right. You no longer have to roll death slaves. Meanwhile, I can, Rook, I can use a spare of dying on Rook. Um, it's going to be in a in a turn. Rook, I need another death saving throw. Uh, Sure. Uh, nat 20. 22. Nat 20. And you just... it Everything just fades to black. And in the dark, this face just right next to yours. Which face appears next to yours? Um... This time, I think it's going to be Delilah, who was like the the herbalist that kind of took care of us when we were really sick. And she's like almost nose to nose with you. And she whispers, Not yet. Not yet. Hang on. The same word she muttered in the infirmary when you had red fever. It almost took you then, but it won't take you now. You gasp at one hit point. It's a bit of a, a shuffle, uh, not like a bustle, and you're, all of your heads are just like pounding. And out come guards. Um, it did not go unnoticed. Um, you see several acolytes come through and eventually pushing through the crowd you see Calrin come walking up and um, he kind of stops a few feet away and notices that you're all alive although still real rough and he gives a curt nod and mutters something to somebody else and then um, turns on his heel and goes back inside and the acolyte that he talked to comes walking over to, to all of you and says um, yes his honor uh, would like to, if you're feeling up to it, continue with your meeting. If not, uh, you could come back later. If you're in need of healing, services could be provided. What was that? And also, why was that? Um, I, I'll leave that to his honor to, uh, to explain. Okay. Okay. Let's just say it might be best if you don't know more. At least that's what they tell us. When is that ever true? 
<laughs> I kind of look over at uh, Tillman and Hilda, like, uh, I'm in pretty bad shape. Yeah. Me too. Right. Who am I closest to? Um, you're closest to. Yeah. You're closest to Rook. Help him first. Alright, I'll cast uh, Cure Wounds on Rook. Um, while you're doing that, they're, these acolytes are busy setting up, like, roped curtains. Uh, not curtains, but, like, uh, roped stanchion-type things to kind of block off the center of this and kind of guide you. Um, if, you if you're going to follow, you can. they ask you to follow them inside, uh, but through a side yeah. door. Yeah. I think we've come this far. And Dave? So, uh, yeah. Dave, how do you heal mm -hmm. Rook? Just put a hand on his shoulder and like, man, you, this guy better be worth it. And the warmth just yeah. spreads. You got your six hit points back, sir. Okay. All right. So you're led through a series of kind of nice uh nice hallways um they've got old statues kind of in little nooks they've got tapestries in various places some art on the walls and you're led on this kind, kind of, of on guard. oh yeah very on guard yeah and before we were like oh we're in a space we're supposed to meet this guy now it's like okay what's coming at us yeah your your hand is kind of slippery with sweat and actually some of your own blood um as you're kind of gripping your rapier blade out just in case and the, the acolyte who's leading you seems nervous, but in a kind of like, this is actually, what's your, I'm doing insight check. Anybody? Sure. All right. Insight. 17. Fuck six. Steven is dirty 20 this time, I think, right? All right. That was not natural this time. Yeah. And Dave with his six. Dave? Mm -hmm. You keep getting caught up and distracted by, like, some of the art. Butterfly. Was. Um, so, and Gordon, uh, or sorry, Rook, you got your 17, so you, I think that's yours, right? Yep. Yeah, so you, anyone with... Um, well, Rook and Gex both clock that this acolyte, you would expect him to be nervous, or at least more nervous, and he seems like it's an inconvenient Thursday. Interesting. Uh, so this is not the first time this has happened. I kind of sign mm -hmm. to uh, Gex, not the first time. Yeah, I, I kind of picked up on that. All right. Uh, yep. While while we're signing, I'm just gonna flash him that. Just gonna toss him that bracelet, and go like, don't know what this means, but I grabbed that off that dude, that I twirled. I'm gonna take a look at uh, the bracelet. Like I guess he's do an investigation uh, check. Better late than never. <laughs> okay. 
and um, I am going to do it just so you know um, I've, I've assigned investigation as uh, my extra proficiency nice for short rest so I might change it but Fifteen. All right. It's um, it's a fairly plain leather band, but it's got a red. Doesn't look like a gemstone or anything. It doesn't look like it's worth much. More just a decorative. Um, but as you run your finger over it, you can feel more than see the, the little spot where it would be the pupil. It, it is in the shape, of the the eye that you saw, kind of carved in that stone room that had been. Um, placed or discarded in the middle. The stone, by the way, was probably about about the size of a book. Um, just kind of almost placed in the garden there, right on top of some of the plants and stuff um, The with the carved eye. And this appears to match that. I'm going to retroactively solve one of my own problems for a second. So Gex, that moment just prior kind of flashes back for a second in your mind, and you you were like, I've seen that. And you pulled out the bracelet, and Hilda's like, ooh, what's that pretty? And she looks at it, and she, then she turns and goes, butterfly. And she had taken like three steps away while holding it, and then kaboom. Mm. And so you get this back from her after, on the walk, on the way back up. All right, so now you, you're led through all these hallways up and through into, um, into a room. Uh, it looks like an office, fairly well uh, adorned with, you know, decent wood, decent carvings, a nice desk, um, several couches and chairs, and um, in the room you see uh, Calrin, and he's standing there and looking a little bit perturbed, and um, he motions you all in, and then motions for the acolyte to leave, and the door closes. Well... Is that... Yeah, before you even start, just just be clear with me. Is that look of perturbance for us, for being here, setting off that? Or is it a look of perturbance for that having been set off? You are outsiders. And as such, I'd hope to spare you things of that sort. And spare. Apparently, word travels quickly around here. Well, it just accelerates my timelines. I'm not irritated at you, and I'm glad to see you all managed to survive. Um, are you, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, forgive my. Um, got a lot going on. Um. Would you be in need of any healing? Yeah. What do you think, yeah. man? I'll I'll say this: if if you don't provide any, I will hold that against you. Hmm. So he goes over and he opens this small box on the desk and pulls out this um, this symbol uh, and uh, kind of walks over and holds it. It's still dangling from its chain, uh, and he mutters some words. And this low-grade light just starts to fill the... It's like a... It's like gray light of twilight 
starts to take over the room, but it's not, it's not like full on twilight, but the lights dim a little bit and it becomes the only, um, now Tillman, you pick up, um, you have pretty, you're trained in religion. This is, oh, yeah. <laughs> you would say that this is, uh, the holy symbol for death, actually. And it, it is represented with its counterpart of life, almost like a yin-yang kind of thing. And it, as he kind of holds it there and it kind of flicks and it spins on its axis. Uh, and as it spins on one side is death, on the other side is life and back. And then it, and as it goes by, the healing energy hits you and you're all healed. Um, that's going to be nine more uh, actually, hold on. I'm just going to upcast that. That is going to be uh, 15 points of healing to everybody in the room. Okay. I look a lot better now. And he kind of returns to the desk, puts it, in, puts it back in the box, closes it, keeps his back that, turned to it for a little while. Cool. That symbol, do I recognize that? Is that similar to symbol on the artifact or is it different um the modern interpretations of the deities are like stacked on older ones so go ahead and go ahead and do a, a religion check okay nope <laughs> no idea four It's not only that it, you have no idea, it's when you start to think back to that artifact you pulled out of the ruins, which seems like a lifetime ago. Um, there's almost like a static, like a brain fog. fog <laughs> brain fog. <laughs> the brain fog we all feel. Uh, the brain fog. Uh, as you, And as you try to concentrate on that particular symbol, it just gets more and more like... You kind of shake back, and Angel's hand just pops onto your hand, a shoulder, and and as you kind of felt your knees kind of give for a second, he's like, "Easy, man, easy." Okay. Um, Tillman, with your religion, um, oh, that was your earlier one, right? No, that was the one I just rolled. Now you don't know the artifact that Rook was talking about. You haven't seen that one. He hasn't mentioned it. Nope. But I will say this. It's really f***ing weird when Rook's friends show up. You feel this really warm spot deep inside your shell where you tuck that little shard for safekeeping. The shard of light <laughs> that you managed to pull from the arena. And it just gets warm in your in your skin pocket and that almost is this weird like wait a second and you look up just in time to see somebody standing next to Rook who's half there it's like the further away you go from Rook the edges of them begin to dissolve into like a mist that just kind of fades away so Rook 
What does he see when he sees Angel? He sees uh, a young man roughly my age um, who is just kind of steadying me like uh, an old friend. No, but descriptively, um, is he human? Is he half elf? Yeah. Um, so he he is also human, and um, he is a young boyish charm. Really looks really like a, a pretty boy, uh, and um, dirty blonde hair with uh, bright blue eyes. All right. And then you kind of blink again, and there's nobody there. Oh, half elf. Sorry, he's a half Good. elf. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> All right. Now that we've got that sorted, I don't think you've been made, per se. Honestly, I've put the feelers out with four different groups. And I've expected something like this. So, if you're still willing, clearly you see what we're up against. We've had a um, disgruntled faction take exception to the good works that we do here. As such, some of our more... Uh, shall we say, desirable, older bits of knowledge have been well sought. And as such, we've had to take security rather seriously lately. I'm, I am sorry you got caught up in that. But at the very least, you know what you're getting yourself into. Someone doesn't want us to share what we know. We have allies in the spy spires, spines, whatever they are, in the islands, amongst the dragons, that would be beneficial to have some knowledge that we have and a faster means of sharing it. I would like you to take something to them for me. But I don't know that I've been careful enough. Are you still willing? You know what? After uh, what just happened? Yeah. Actually. Yeah, I'm willing now. Now it's more personal. Mm. Yep. I don't know why, but I am. Yeah, man. Sure, I'm in. What the fuck? Somebody just tried to kill us for walking in a door. Hilda says. <laughs> yeah. He said sorry, Hilda. You'll get used to it. Happens to me all the time. 
but uh, it's to your to point. To be clear, the faction that wants to stop us have been making attempts. That could have been meant for anyone. We've had five attacks on our interests. And I suppose word got out that we were going to be meeting with couriers. Now the good news is, I have three other meetings. So they'll have a hard time determining exactly which group has the real deal, as they say. So well, I know we're not supposed to know what we're carrying, but can you tell us who we're up against? Honestly, I wish I knew there are suspects, but... I'm going to hold up the bracelet. We ran into someone out front, and I kind of showed, like, the bracelet with the eye. And he he, he makes a motion, and uh, oddly enough, the bracelet just lifts out of your hand and hovers yeah. towards him. And I'm just gonna we're gonna look at him to see if like the re- if there's like recognition like you know regardless of what check. he says. Yeah, do an yeah. inside check, and and he takes a close look at this hovering bracelet as it's kind of and it it turns. Oh, crude but effective. Twenty-three. This appears to be some sort of nullifying device and he makes a motion and this stone pops out of the bracelet and the leather bands unravel and fall to the floor and the little stone just keeps hovering there it's only about the size of your pinky nail and he's like this could have been the work of the mage towers could have been the could have been the inquisition as well they use these sort of things I'm afraid I don't really know who's trying to stop us. You must be on your guard. Trust no one. Yeah, that's universal advice. Uh, I have a question. The information that we are smuggling for you is information people are very clearly willing to kill for. Hence, you're hiring the disposable strange acquaintances. Why don't you just tell us what it is? And then we don't have to carry, you know, any kind of documentation. We could just deny possession of the knowledge. You can't tell what you don't know. And you can't sell it out. Either. At that point, you sense that same feeling you had in the uh, in your room, Rook, as this <clears throat> of like a little subtle shimmer extends out from him, encompassing you all. Can I get everybody to do a uh, charisma saving throw, please? Right. Really? I rolled a twenty-three, by the way, on insight. <laughs> ah, yes. We'll get back to that.
Wow. Carl? It's on par, man. I got minus three. I got minus three for charisma. Wow. So, yep. Dave Tillman got a one. Dude. And a 13 for Gordon. That's still a fail. (coughs) And and, um, Gex... Or sorry, Rook. Um, And Gex, you get an 11, so you fail as well. And uh, Dave Tillman, not only can he tell if you're lying, you, for the next hour, are compelled to tell the truth. You cannot but tell the truth and nothing but the truth, asked or unasked. And, um, And Hilda also did not pass, as you're all just like, And he turns to you all and asks you again. Please take no offense, but I don't entirely trust cell swords. I don't trust them either. If you agree to this, you are agreeing to put your life on the line to deliver something. You will not know if it's the real deal or whether it is the dummy. Are you willing to do this and not betray me? Yes. Yeah. You pay or play. Good. But it's going to require, you know, deposit. He unfolds his hands from in his robes and makes a big universal. What do you want? You may have. You have our supplies. Our supply, um... We have our, um... Uh, our acolytes can furnish you with whatever you need for the journey. Within reason, of course. I also have some of these. And he kind of walks over to another uh, a cabinet and op- extends a key, opens it up, um, and slides out. You may take some of these if you wish. And you see some scrolls, you see some potions, you see um, uh, a couple of different things. So uh, you get uh, three scrolls, and you get uh, five potions. Okay. I'll, I'll just go over and take and take and take until he physically tries to stop me. <laughs> you, you just keep emptying stuff out of the box and he's just standing there looking at you and he's just like I'll kind of be subtle about it too I'll like pick one thing up and look at it with one hand and then with the other hand I'll be shoving stuff he's just standing here taking it all in like you're trying to be all thievy about it and he's just like and he turns around and goes picks up a teacup in the corner Um, again waves his hand over it and fresh steam kind of coming up off the there and takes a sip, sits down, he's like... <laughs> Gex is... And Hilda leans over to Gex as she's grabbing stuff, and she's like... I, I think it's all for us. Well, I, I'm just gonna... As she does that, I'm gonna start stuffing stuff in her pockets. Like, <laughs> and, and yeah. she's just like, okay. I'm, I'm gonna... Like, obviously, I'm gonna take... I'm not gonna be quite like that. I'll take take some of the of the potions. Um, uh, as the box starts to get emptied, you see a couple other things in the bottom. Uh, there's a dagger in a sheath. There's um, uh, there's a ring. There is 
um, you see uh, folded at the bottom, there's a, a length of cloth, like a cloak. Okay. Well, I guess we'll take those. Like, we should write this down. <laughs> and then we can... I, I'm already I'm already in my mind thinking I'm going to get Kat's help to figure what these things are out. Absolutely. So once you've so emptied the box... Cloak and a ring. Yep, dagger, cloak, ring. Um, you also see some... There's these gauntlet... Like, um, uh, bracers? Bracers. Um, I think like, we're going to keep it in a pot. I think I said like five, all of us five potions go. and three scrolls most of okay. most I'm... of the stuff is in gex's possession some of it is stuffed in hilda's bodice yeah i'm just gonna like hands on like well we'll get it all together and figure it out and divvy gex um, is like prodding the bottom of the box to make sure there's no false bottom how big is the box it's like almost the size of a big paper box okay i'm gonna just take the box <laughs> You're trying to fit it under your cloak. No, I'm not even going to hide it. I'm just taking it. Okay. I'm going to look at the guy. I'm going to look at Calrin and just kind of like give him a, a smug kind of this is my friggin' box kind of look. <laughs> he, he just looks right back at you. Yeah, we like, we can, we, we can put that against the 5,000. Um, so I'm going to look at Calrin and I'm going to say, okay, um, you know, we'll put that against the no. feet. Of five thousand, and um, anything else you can tell us that would help us be successful. Obviously, you, you know you don't you know exactly who's doing this, but um, any other guidance you can provide? Because success Do a for persuasion us is check success for, me. for you. Uh, persuasion. Okay. Thirteen. Not bad, not great. He kind of looks at you with that cold stare of his. And then he does a half smile. And, um, which is probably the first time you've actually seen him smile. And it's not terribly convincing. Um, but he seems to be trying to put you at ease. And he's like, we don't know who's doing this, which faction. But they've been, whichever one it is, have been trying to interrupt our work here in the city and beyond. We need a way to speak with our allies. And he okay. holds up a cloth covering this round. It's a, about the size of a fist underneath. And it just floats over towards you, Rook. And hovers in front of you. Okay. I'll, I guess if he's, I guess with my insight, uh, did, did I sense that he was lying? Did I sense? He was, he wasn't convinced by your attempt to to dig to to open up much more, uh, he's okay. still being very intentionally vague, and uh, he's trying not to give too much information. 
but it doesn't seem malicious. It's just that okay. he doesn't want you to know um, all the details. Okay. Well, I'll I will take the package. It's heavy. You you grab it and then the weight stops suspending itself and you're like, "Whoa." Um it's it's cold and it is hard. And you kind of pull back the cloth making sure he doesn't object and you look at it yeah. and it is this perfectly spherical glass ball. And inside is very gray, and there's little flecks of... The, it appears like there's a little bit of movement inside. It's not solid glass, and it is gray and opaque, like a dark smoke color. And there's a very slight bit of shift of movement when you, when you look at it. It is a snow globe. But somebody filled it with like smoke. Okay. I will tuck it away in my backpack in a safe spot. Well, I believe Captain Zim will be awaiting for you when the ship is ready. Um, that'll be. They've picked up the pace. We put out word that it was going to be a week, but they plan to set sail tomorrow. At sundown, uh, shortly after sundown. Make sure you're at at Pier 17 before they leave. Got it. And who are we delivering this to in Verun? Uh, there is a dragonborn by the name of Brickhell. They work for. They they work for Draco. Um, what's the name of the dragon again? Dra Draco. Draco. Breckel is how. You know. <laughs> Breckel, a dragonborn. Um, yeah. And you'll be able to. You should be able to find him. At at the chip scale. The chip scale. Okay. It's an in. All right. We'll get your item to uh, Raquel. Safe and sound. Good. Now, not to put too much finer detail on it, but perhaps it's best you're not seen leaving. And he makes a motion, and this uh, one particular book goes, and this door, classic bookshelf, opens up behind, revealing uh, a small, you actually have to kind of duck to go through, especially Gex, uh, a small um, hallway on the far side. It should lead you out near the slums. Are there any traps? 
<laughs> there should be. paranoid. Nothing on your way All out. Right. Nothing explodes as we leave. No? You leave this, the study or office. You wind your way through. It's relatively easy. There's an acolyte who joins you at one point. Um, uh, kind of comes padding in after you're about 15 feet in, carrying a lantern, this human guy. Um, he's like, I'm supposed to take... And he starts leading you through. And after a little while, you get the idea that you've, you've had down several flights of stairs and you end up pretty far down and you were pretty much on ground, uh, second floor. And now you've gone down like five stores, stories down. So you're definitely underground leading through and you see these walkways open up um, uh, on either side in various intervals. And it would definitely be easy to get lost down here. And at one point, you open up and you see... The, the ceiling stays the same height, so you're kind of ducking most of the way down. And then you see these, it opens up to be a good 40, 50 feet on either side. And there are these regular place pillars uh, and no other light source. And so as you're walking through, the, the lantern lights just like only extending out so far and casting these wick. And the pillars are probably about 20, 30 feet apart. And there are dozens of them as you go walking underneath whatever the whatever this building is that you are currently under and then right back on and the path you're walking is actually indented in the ground um and hilda points out that it's been worn by steps and uh she kind of goes to she's like oh what's that over there and the acolyte's like don't go over off the path <laughs> don't tell her to talk to you you can leave the path if you want to. Do you want to leave the path? No. Hilda's no, like, I'm she looks up I'm at you and she's like, yeah. I'll keep following the guy. I am you very should... tempted, but no. Okay. You keep on going and boom, the little worn path goes right back into this low tunnel and wind for a while. And then after, after a bit, you, you come out and there's this kind of metal, um, almost like corrugated, but not quite, but like kind of metal and some refuse and some some boards and stuff. And the acolyte kind of starts to try to get it out of the way. Seems to be having a hard time with it. Puts down his lantern, tries to roll up his sleeves, trying to push this barrier out of the way. Um... He doesn't seem to be able to get it. It's he's actually a little bit embarrassed. So usually, I he's having a hard time opening. Anybody want to help him? All right, man. You, Performance you anxiety hits the best of us. I mean, we could go back yeah. to that place you told us not to. I'll help him out. You, you don't <laughs> leave the path. All right, so Dave, do a strength check for me. Oh, come on. <laughs> it's a lot. They piled a lot here. Um, oh, boy. Anybody else want to give a hand? I will Joel. help. 
Okay. It gives someone advantage. Sure. If if I if I have to, I guess. I'll help Gex. I'll give Gex advantage. So you all dig in, and you just you start pushing. I need some rolls. Let's uh, with advantage, Gex. Nineteen. Nice. Uh, and and Hilda decides to help too. Uh, Hilda taps you on the shoulder, Rook, and motions. And there's like, you can see, there's this little latch, like a oversized hook latch, in the corner. Yep. It's pretty well disguised. And Hilda points towards it. And then you point it out to Gex, and Gex just goes, whoop, and the whole thing's. <laughs> I just like look at the guy. <laughs> he kind of blushes. Don't leave the. All right. He picks up the lantern, leads you the last way through, and after a while, you end up coming out into, into like boulders and, and bushes, and then you come out in this little crevice down at the base of near one of these cliffs that's on um, kind of the seedier section of town, and you come out in what appears to be somebody's run-down ass backyard and it's just like okay half falling down house whole neighborhood and you're back you have a pretty good idea of where you are rook it's not as bad as the neighborhood where you grew up but it wasn't it's not much better um so you find your way back into the city and the acolyte kind of gives you a nod and turns around and walks back into the into the little crevice where the, you guys crawled out of uh, okay. Um, I'm going to turn the others. I'm going to say, you know, we need to be careful. We should not go back to the same inn tonight. We should, we should stay somewhere else. Did you guys leave anything there? Uh, no, every, no, it's all packed in a trunk. There's no reason I need to go back there right, right now. <laughs> Like recognized us. I'm just saying. It was the boy. Must be the boy. Maybe. A little snotty bastard. Yeah, we should stay somewhere else. You agree? Yeah. I never trust the boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm down with that. Yeah. Good in town. What? Where's good here? Yeah, like we can go. We can go stay uh, somewhere else instead you, of the wild buck. Sure, you think around for a while and you're like, where are you not likely to go to? Well, yeah, Gex, basically. you're known not to go to a particular place because, well, one of the people who is standing there doesn't like you. But the doorman doesn't mind you. Yeah, what was that place? What was it called? The Swan? The, the Swan. Yeah, I was going to say the duck, but it's the swan. Let's go to the duck. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. All right. So you all head over to the duck. And fortunately, um, uh, Toby, no, what's his name? Tor Torben is on the door. And uh, and with a well-placed, uh, he's kind of like, Hey, man. Um, you're back. Yeah. I, uh, I brought you a box. Hey. Everyone needs a box. Thank you. I like box. Yeah. That's awesome. A chicken. Nice. I don't have a chicken, but I could get one. Yeah. 
And if you get one, put it in there. If I get one, and he leans in, I'll name them after you. Especially when I eat them. <laughs> and he kind of shoulder pokes you. And um, uh, uh. he was, he was going to ask you for a, a bribe to let you in, but he'll take the box. Okay. Because we're going to go into like the end part, like the nicer part, right? Not, yeah. Not the yeah. jaws. Yeah, so you go, you stay on the above part, and you head on in, and, uh, oh, Tillman wasn't here last time either. Um, so you guys head on in, it's that same entryway where you saw before, kind of lower section, uh, and then a couple steps up, and you see the bar, and the barkeep, uh, looks at you, and, and Gex just kind of rolls you, this person's like, you know, if you're gonna stay here, it could be trouble, so I'm gonna ask for payment in advance, and I'm not gonna lie, it's gonna be double. So how much is double? That would be ten gold. And you oh, know who better not find out you're here, Gex. I take that personally. You should. Well, so should she. Anyway. That should all be wander under the bridge. But, huh. yeah. <laughs> Oh's fair, you know. Oh's fair. Technically uh, caustic acid on the bridge, but you know, again. Not my business. Well, we'll take four rooms. That'll be 40 gold. No, 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 no. Guys, we're gonna we'll take, take one, one or two. room. We'll take one room. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, um, you guys are led up, up some switchback stairs, down some hall, um, and actually the room they take you to is not that fancy. It's it's, it's got four beds in it, but it is like, actually, you look up expecting to go to the fancy rooms in the upstairs, and instead the guy's like, right, come with me, and he starts leading you down past the kitchen and like this little hallway. Um, I don't know if the map is revealing any of this to you. No. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not really. Okay, so they lead you through, and it's this better part of this common area at the back of, oh, the, of the main floor. And, uh, okay. and they take you through the main, through this one, almost like a, uh, almost like a hostel room. And, yeah. uh, and then he unlocks this double door and takes you through into this back room. It's got five beds. And he's like, right. Who's paying the 10 gold again? <laughs> he is. And points at Gex. I'll give, I'll give Dex, I'll give Gex a couple of gold for me. Right. Shit is down the hole. We'll sort that out. Yeah. All right. So you guys have accommodation at the Swan. Um, and, and as he's close, as the bartender is closing the door, he looks at Gex and he's like, "No, seriously, don't be seen by you know. I'll give you the four knock if she's in the building and you stay here. She wouldn't be caught dead in this room, on account." And then as he's leaving, he mutters something. Does anybody have passive perception over fifteen? Yep. So. As the as the innkeeper like turns around to like 
and she wouldn't be caught dead in here. On account of all the uh, all the bed bugs. Oh. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell, like, when he closes the door, I'm gonna tell the others what he just said. Well, that's mildly disconcerting. Oh, so he's charging his double for the extermination fee he's gonna be doing? It's does, awesome. Does, he, does either of you have a spell of cleansifying or anything like uh, that? Do you have a spell of raid? Nah, nah. No, only mending. Or toll the dead. Can I toll the dead on bedbugs? You can certainly try. I will toll the dead. <laughs> you look to your, to your bed, and it's just like... <laughs> you don't know if it's your imagination or what, but you're pretty sure you see the sheets are moving a little bit. And this is straw mattress underneath, just wrapped in a, in a cloth. And you're just like... <laughs> and you hear... You hear this dolorous boom. Oh, here, I can. I had a, a sound. I had a sound effect for that. As you told the bed. <laughs> All right. Where is it? It's here somewhere. Oh, wisdom uh, 12 uh, saving throw for uh, your bed bugs. <laughs> um, the we whole room, like, sonorously. <laughs> bounces with this sound and you're all just like whoa um and then the mattress lays still well go ahead and roll your d8 actually nah it's just one hit point um so the mattress yours is still the other ones eh, not so much <laughs> seven necrotic damage oh yeah it's dead <laughs> nothing's on that bed toll the bed it's all the bad. <laughs> Love it. Oh, Alright. Well, it is time, unfortunately, for us to wrap up oh, our yeah. adventure for tonight. Um, you guys all settle into the swan uh, undisturbed. Uh, Gex, I'm going to need you to do a stealth check for me. Because at one point, you hear four knocks on the door. Bed 18. Bed bed. 18. Alright. So anytime you have to leave the room, you're just careful. And at one point, you do um, sneak your way out to the bathroom and you kind of peek through these um, kind of the what, what are they called? The the twisting um, lattices that you put on stairs. Spindles. That's the word. Takes a little while. Lag in my brain. Um, so you, you you're just going from the bathroom down to your room to stoop super stealthy and you're not spotted but you do catch a glimpse and you hear a sound that could be her voice just in the in the common room it's fairly busy in there and you just do you sneak a look or do you just keep going he's totally going to sneak <laughs> he's going to like put one <laughs> eye around the corner as stealthily as possible. Sure, do a perception check for me. The 18 from the stealth is holding. Yeah, okay. Perception. Uh, 15. 15? Um, alright. Yes, you do see um, the woman that you're not really supposed to see. 
Uh, it's been a while. It has been a while. Who do you see, sir? Wait, who do I see? Well, I figured it's somebody that Torben works for and a couple of the people work for. But otherwise, this is your hanging uh, hanging thread, my friend. Acid? Oh, I'm ha yeah, I'm having COVID brain fog right now. It's okay. Um, <laughs> you can just make something up. I'm thinking you see... I know who it is. Okay. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's my ex-wife. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, damn, man. Yeah, she's really, really angry because I got the three kids. Yeah, they chose to stay with me. And ever since then, anytime uh, she gets a wind of me, she's a little bit crazy. Tries to come after me. Yeah. Mark. And you're just I, peeking I through. Where, you, where the fuck are your three kids? It's Tammy. Oh, my kids are, they're grown yeah, up. They're out doing their own thing. They're in their mid 30s. They're off having adventures of their own now. But, um, yeah. you know, it's been a while since you've seen her. Yeah. And. Oh, Tammy. Tammy, Tammy, Tammy. She, you know what? She's still, she still knows how to run a room. I'm scared and horny. <laughs> well. Do you, are you going to do the wise thing and sneak back to your room? Or are you going to, for half a heartbeat, you're like, do I go out there? Roll the uh, dice. <laughs> no, he's he, he's going to sneak back to his room. He, he, he's actually on, if he wasn't on the job. And you actually say that. You just mutter it to the spindles that you're peeking through. And then you head He'll back to your room. like hold one spindle and look at it. I wasn't on the job. Sneak back to the room. All right. Well, as he goes back and rubs one out, in the, um, the rest of you get a good night's sleep, and we will awaken to adventure next time. Thanks very much, everybody. <laughs> what? Wait. I'm not sleeping. Oh right. Yeah. So everybody else, you're just sitting in the corner looking at this crawling bed. Um, I'm actually, before we close, I'm actually going to use a short rest to swap out to Arcana. Absolutely. And just start, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to chew to my word. I told the truth. I'm not going to try to decipher anything with the globe, but the other items. Like, what oh, are of course. they? Yeah. So go ahead and do an Arcana check. Um, okay. Um, Three. Ooh, not great. Eight. <laughs> um. Well, if it weren't for labels, you would be completely lost. Yeah. So I guess I, you know what, I will use my last uh, since we're suddenly down. Uh, I'm just gonna use my last uh, ability of knowledge of a past life and just like telling me stuff sure as she's looking going through things and and i'm like oh yeah yeah not sure how well that'll help but you know you're 14. holding that upside down right exactly i'm like oh 
You turned it over. And suddenly the runic language becomes clear. Clear, um, like 14. <laughs> yeah, so 14's good enough. You can diffuse uh, what they, you can discern what they are. So you get, um, you get four potions of healing uh, and, a, and an extra large potion of water breathing that would have um, several, like, actually, sorry, uh, four, five potions of healing. Five One of the scrolls of is a scroll of water breathing. One okay. of the scrolls is a is a spell scroll. Uh, there's several spell scrolls. Um, water breathing. You have another one that is disguised self. And the third one is going to be charm person. These are the uh, ones we took from. Yeah. Uh... From the box. And then what about the, the dagger, the cloak, the ring, and the bracers? Um, so the dagger is going to be, um, and I'm blatantly stealing this one, because who wants to retrieve a goddamn dagger? So it's a dagger plus one. It's a fine blade. But if it's used as a throwing weapon, um, you can spend uh, your reaction to retrieve, like, to have it go bam back to your hand, it's like a it's like a throwing hammer that returns, but it just like disappears and reappears in the sheath. Okay. Yes, I'm blatantly stealing with that one, and I'm okay with that because you might as well steal from the best. Mm -hmm. That's Gex's motto. To be fair. Yeah. Steal from the best. Okay. All right. Um, and then what about the others? The 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 cloak, the ring, and the bracers. The cloak is the cloak of the Montebac. Cloak of the what? Montebac. I think I'm saying that right. B-A-C-H. It's, it's a known D&D item. Okay. Cloak of the Montebac. Bank. Montebank. Cape of the Montebank. I'm sorry. It's a cape. I misspoke. Cape of the Montebank. It's a rare item. Um, and that does not describe it at all. What the... Come on. Okay. Um, you pull it up. It's dark burgundy, maybe red. Um, and it smells faintly of brimstone. While wearing it, you can use it to cash Dimension Door as an action. It can't be used again until the next dawn. When you disappear, you leave behind a cloud of smoke. And you appear in a si similar cloud of smoke at your destination. Nice. Wow. And what else was there? Uh, a, ring. a ring and bracers. Uh, the ring is just a ring of protection plus one. Okay. And uh, the bracers... The bracers were going... To, I forget what they were going to be, so I'll have to look that up. You're, you, Those ones, this is where your, your 14 comes in. You're like, ah can't read that i i took i took some runic and that one i don't i don't know what that one says and none of your party can figure it out right now because i need to look it up okay and so you can decide who gets what if you like in the meantime while we're doing all that 
Interweebs. Interweebs and players, we need the name for tonight's episode. We've gone a little into overtime. So tonight's episode title. So you guys can argue how you want to distribute those if you want. We can talk about that after. Sure. Yeah, yeah we can talk. Yeah, I'm not going to be talking much, man. I'm going straight to bed. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right. We do need a name for tonight's episode. And you guys are welcome to make suggestions, too. Pardon? Uh, I was going to say Bed Bugs and Beyond, but that says too focused on the end. <laughs> um... You can't. Oh, I'm like I'm like brain fogging myself. I'm using the brain fog. Brain fog. Brain fog. Uh, um, it's spelled F-U-G as well. Just fog. Yeah. All right, we need a, a name. It's got to be better than brain fog. <laughs> um. Internet. This is your chance. You can beat this Gordon. Chance, it, it never happens. That's me typing, by the way. I mean, Brain fog. After party. What else happened? <laughs> after party? After party. A job. All right. Uh, after party explosives. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. I think I got one. Explosive brain fog. Yeah, hey, sure. All right, there it is. All Explosive right. brain fog. Brought to you by Explosive Brain Fog. Brought to you, brought, brought to you by post-COVID syndrome. <laughs> Do you think too clearly? Do you need to forget things in your life that you'd rather not recall? Do you need to just have a general sense of doom and anxiety instead of knowing specific things you need to worry about? What you need is brain fog from the people who brought to you, brought you influenza <laughs> and because systemic not remembering, constant wondering, what am I doing here? And anal seepage. <laughs> oh my right. god well thanks yeah, for watching thanks for the playing makers of <laughs> and band-aid brand no we are by the way we are not sponsored by any of these real places they're wonderful products and yeah don't sue us anyway um thanks very much everybody for playing it was fun i wasn't sure where we were gonna go with this and you guys rolled the dice and you ended up going to see but not before explosive brain fog you got brain fogged. <laughs> you got explosively brain fogged. I can't even. I'm done. All right. Good night, guys. And uh, good night, Internet. Be good Have to good yourselves. Be, so Be good to yourselves. Be good to each other. Stay safe. Take care. Uh, and for God's sakes, wear a condom and other things. Anyway, bye-bye, everyone. I don't know. I'm tired. Good night.
Well, it should. Does Percy Baggins think I've been part of a report? <laughs>